My fellow Americans, it looks like some things have changed. Are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents? If you want an abortion, get one! Younger parents aren't sure that an appreciation of America is the right thing to teach modern children. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. When I drive into a neighborhood and there are American flags, it's a message of white supremacy. I'm warning of an eradication of the American memory that could result in an erosion of the American spirit. We need to completely dismantle the police department. If we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is free, and freedom is special and rare. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise. As long as we remember our first principle and believe in ourselves, the future will always be ours. Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government and with three little words, we the people. We the people are free. going on ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of we the people radio the band is back together i'm your host james and joining me is the newly dubbed the newly dubbed <laughs> right wing cigar king alan jacoby welcome back brother it's good to have you back we missed you last week because you had uh shitty weather and the wind couldn't let yeah, you I never, I, I never lose power it was weird it's just weird like um, the internet went out, then the power, then my neighbors across the street, they went out, then we went out. It was just stupid. And I was, we had blocks out for like weeks and I was only out for three days. It's, just, it's a disaster. Alan, for some reason, your connection is in the red. Um, I don't know what's going on. Um, that is very weird. That is very odd. Normally you have a very good connection, but your connection is in the red. I don't know what's going on with that. Well, Alan is doing that. Alan, uh, Alan, over the weekend, uh, went to a New York Young Republicans uh, event with Roger Stone and a couple other patriots, and we'll talk about that on the show. We're going to talk about uh, January, the Tucker files with January 6th, the Twitter files, what's going on with Russia shooting down drones. There's so much to fucking talk about. Holy shit, dude. We, yep. haven't, we haven't done this in a while. I'm glad the band is back together. Whatever we don't cover today, we'll cover a little bit with the Maceroses. They're joining us back on Friday on St. Patty's Day, uh, telling us about update of their, their court case and what's going on with them. But I'm sure they'll love to touch on what's going on in, in current events as well. Are um, they still screwing with my connection? No, you're green now. You're good to go. That's I, I, I federally. Yeah. He must be. He must be back from vacation, sitting down the block in his florist delivery van. It, it, it's 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 really wild. Like it's and and it's and it's 
more and more evident as we watch these Twitter files uh, and what we see with Congress and their committee and Jim Jordan's committee grilling or interviewing Matt Talaby. And we'll play some clips from that. And uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Shekel something or other. Oh yeah. Schleckenberger or something. I can never say his name. Some some Jewish name. Um, But, but he's, he's literally uh, detailing how involved the FBI, how involved the the department of defense, the uh, department of Homeland security, they were involved in censoring average Americans, not like just journalists and, and, you know, other people, but average Americans uh, doing uh, just from speaking freely and, whether right or wrong, they were censoring them. So we'll get in. We'll get into all that. Shout out to our sponsors and the sponsor of the event that Alan went to this weekend. My page cigars. Go to mypagecigars.com. Pick up yours today. Put in code WPRUSA for fifteen percent off your order. These cigars are unbelievable. Alan was dubbed the right wing cigar king for a reason because these cigars are a hit. Everybody who's smoking them is enjoying them. Everybody wants more. Everybody comes back and buys more. Um, you know, uh, how many cigars did you guys go through at this event? I, I heard it was like 300 plus. 300 cigars went by pretty quick. And there was uh, everywhere from, you know, uh, there were women smoking them, first time cigar smokers where they, they wanted to try it and they tried it and they loved it. A couple of people were like, oh, I think I'm a cigar smoker now. And they're going to the website and buying them. And That's in. what it was for me, man. I, I'm not a big cigar guy. I've smoked my fair share, but I'm not like someone who goes out and knows anything about cigars. But I'll tell you, I smoked those cigars and I thoroughly enjoyed them. The Mark 48, I, like I said numerous times, every time I smoke one and I, I, I finish it, I'm like, man, it's over. Like, there's no more. Like, I got to put this out. I don't I, I don't want to finish it because it's just such an enjoyable smoke. Um, you know, the blender is a master blender. He blends some of the best cigars in the world and he's very well, well known and world renowned for his cigar blending. Uh, so go to my mypagecigars.com, code WPRUSA for 15% off. The warm weather is breaking. If you like to hit the golf course, hit the beach, you know, do outdoor things. Nothing better than having a, a Patriot cigar to enjoy that with. Um, can't beat it. We even had, uh, at, at this event, we even had um, leftist reporters that paid to go to the event. And, you know, to, to go there and they were, you know, spying and seeing what's going on, taking pictures and stuff. And one of them actually wrote in her sub stack, it was a, a woman, you know, she's trashing the event and the people out of there. And of course, you know, Roger Stone and all this shit. And uh, she was like, and then she goes down to the back where all the cigars are being smoked. And she's like, I need to do something with my hands. So why not a cigar? And I, you know, the article's like, she wants to trash the cigars because she goes like, well, Republicans will put their endorsement on any type of bullshit, you know, because it has a, a, a patriotic name or something. And then the next couple lines are, I smoked a cigar. It was really nice and, and a light smoke. I really enjoyed it. They, they, they were good. So, like, she went there to trash the party, but she she complimented my cigars. I thought that was pretty funny. That's why you're named the right-wing cigar king, because even lefties, even libtards who are trying to go there and destroy and, and badmouth the event, they couldn't have come up with anything but good things to say about your cigars. They truly are an amazing smoke. Go to mypagecigars.com. Can't get forget our friends at Kush Creams. Go to kushcreams.com. 
code WPRUSA or great 1776 for 15% off your order. I swear by this stuff. I literally have roll-ons on me all over the place. I keep them on me at all times because I go through them nonstop. The, the cream as well. It, it is amazing. Summertime is coming up. I use it for my sunburn. I don't blister. I don't peel. It's the tits. Go to kushcreams.com, code WPRUSA or great 1776 for 15% off. And last but not least, our good friends at Sirius CBD. Go to get Sirius cbd.com and put in code justin39 it is founders month our good friend justin at cannabis and combat rest in peace his birthday month is the month of march so in celebration uh, of the founder of serious cbd we are giving 39 percent off so go to get serious cbd.com code wprusa or actually i'm sorry justin39 for 39 percent off your order um lastly to fill an allen spot since he hasn't been here in a while yeah, I've been doing it the past couple of weeks. Like, subscribe, share this content. We are heavily, heavily censored. The algorithm hates us. Uh, they do not want to see us out there uh, spreading misinformation, as they like to call it. They call us one of your favorite misinformation spreaders for a reason. Fuck and, uh, yeah, pieces of shit. Um, so like, share, share, subscribe to this channel, to Alan's channel. Go to 1776.tv. 1776live.tv. Oh, oh, excuse, excuse me. Probably gonna be going to some weird website. Like, what the hell is this? What the hell is is this? So, I want to start the show off on a positive note, Alan, because uh, there's a lot of crazy shit going on right now, and um, we're finding it's in a good way and in also in a bad way. Uh, but before we, we talk about any of the bad stuff, I do want to talk about the number one trending song on iTunes, uh, the January 6th song with Donald Trump. And uh, it really goes to show that people are waking up. Like they're, it, it, It's outperforming Miley Cyrus and major artists all over iTunes. Because oh, music, music today sucks. So it doesn't really, to be honest, it really doesn't take much to beat a lot of this shit that they're putting out. <laughs> No, it really doesn't. But but still, they still get numbers, Alan. Like you, you see their concerts; they're still packed. They're selling out tickets. It, 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 it's it's awesome to see. And I'll tell you right now, the song itself it's pretty simple. But just hearing these uh, these men sing the national anthem from inside their cells, um, you know, it, it it's heartwarming that they're able to you know come together and still love this country after the persecution that they're going through. Sure now what they're finding now what we're seeing uh in in the true evidence in the non-manipulated evidence by the january 6th select committee um that this was basically a tour by the capitol police well or you know tucker carlson is should be locked up by the doj for radicalizing and recruiting domestic terrorists like whoopi the hut has mentioned Oh, it's 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 hysterical to see the outlash, and I, I I got a great video to play for that in a second because there's so many there's so much backlash from the mainstream media going after Tucker Carlson, and I got to give I got to give credit where credit is due. I really do, man. I've been very hard and critical of Tucker Carlson and the way he's covered news, the way he's talked about things. Um, he's doing an amazing job with the January 6th stuff. He's doing an amazing job. He was on the full, the, uh, the full send podcast with the Nelk boys and Bob Mennery. Yeah. And he said a lot of really, really good stuff. And, uh, I actually 
want to play one clip because I got a couple clips, but one clip um, uh, from the Full Send podcast. Actually, did I not save it? Oh, no. Did you see, while you're looking for that, did you see Tucker Carlson has become a a pretty pretty awesome Twitter troll. He's been changing his bio, and I forgot what it was the other, uh, I think earlier today, but or yesterday, but he changed his Twitter bio. He's got 5.8 million followers on Twitter. And he literally, his Twitter bio is non-binary climate change activist of color, visionary tech founder, CNBC market analyst, and formal Zelensky advisor with what appears, I think, to be two transgender flags. And this is his legit account on Twitter. I think it's the best, the best trolling I've seen in a long time. I, I got to say, I think he's really starting to come around. Uh, Justin39 is the code, Brandy. Uh, that is the code uh, at Sirius. But um, I think he's really starting to figure out that he was a part of the system. And this is the clip, the exact clip that I wanted to play from uh, his sit down fr- with the Nelk boys. He literally talks about exactly that. Whoops. Come on. Like, I've spent my whole life in the media. My dad was in the media. Like, that is a big part of the revelation that's changed my life is the media are part of the control apparatus. Like, there's no... Yeah, I know, I know. Because you're younger and smarter and you're like, yeah. Yeah. But what if you're me and you spent your whole life in that world? And to look around and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow. Not only are they part of the problem, but I spent most of my life being part of the problem defending the Iraq war. Like, I actually did that. Can you imagine if you did that? Well, what do you think? What is one of your biggest regrets in your career? Oh, defending the Iraq war. That is it? Well, I've had a million regrets, not being more skeptical, calling people names when I should have listened to what they were saying. Look, when you when someone makes a claim, there's only one question that's important at the very beginning, which is, is the claim true or not? Mm. So I say, you know, you committed murder or you rigged the last election before you attack me as a crazy person for saying that maybe you should explain whether you did it or not. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And for too long, I participated in the culture where I was like, anyone who thinks outside these pre-prescribed lanes is crazy. Is a conspiracy theorist. And I just really regret that. I'm ashamed that I did that. And, and partly it was age, partly it was the world that I grew up in. So when you, when you look at me and you're like, yeah, of course they're part of the means of control. I'm like, that's obvious to you because you're 28, but I just didn't see it at all, mm-hmm. at all. And I'm ashamed of that. Isn't that what the media tries to do, though? It, it's their only purpose. Right. They're not here to inform you. Really? Even on the big things that really matter, like the economy and war and COVID and like things that really matter that will affect you. No, their job is not to inform you. They're working for the small group of people who actually run the world. They're their servants. They're their Praetorian guard. And we should treat them with maximum contempt because they have earned it. And that's why he should leave Fox and do his own thing. 1,000%. But I got to say, on his own show, on his own show, he's been pretty rock solid on calling this stuff out. Yeah. And, and he's been on point. And I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of message over messenger. I'm a big fan. And we'll see a lot of that in today's episode because a lot of these people that are coming out, like in the Twitter files, the Matt Talabies and – uh, the other guy, I forget his name. Uh, they're staunch liberals. They always have been. They they talk about how they're staunch liberals. Yeah. And and they're 
calling out this nonsense. And it, it, you have Russell Brand, who's going on all these news shows now and just destroying them right to their face. And it's amazing to watch. Like you see all of this happening and they may not be people that you want to trust. They may not be people that uh, you've trusted in the past or even even people like Elon Musk. You know, uh, you have Steve Bannon going after Elon Musk saying he's owned by China. It may be true. It right. may be true. It, I do have to say, you know, you're right. And I, I, I take everything that Steve Bannon says with a grain of salt because I'll tell you, I've been having conversations with people in the, um, in the inner knowings of Bannon world who have distanced themselves from Bannon world, um, who have a, a very heavily involved in war room where he is just the arbiter of bullshit nowadays and the guy gets 11 million plus downloads an episode of his podcast and his show the war room and people like see him as this i don't know like like hero and steve bannon is not a hero steve bannon is a greedy manipulating greasy piece of shit okay he's a liar he will stab you in the back he is a competition crusher that's all he cares about. He cares about himself. And he and, and whether it's a smaller show or a show that might be competing with his, he will do anything and everything to try to cut their throats. When you now take aside that elections are rigged and 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 they cheat on them and everything else. But when you constantly have Carrie Lake on your show addressing her as duly elected governor of Arizona, it, it just it, it, it just gets cringy, man. It gets cringy. And just a lot of, if you just listen to some of the things that he says, it's like, he's, he's, a, he's, he sucks, dude. I'm he, not, a, he does. I'm not a fan of him. I'm never, I never was. But again, again, that goes back to my original point message over messenger. And some of his messages pretty on point. Some of the things that he says, I got to give credit are pretty on point. And, and it's not everything. I don't agree with everything far from it, actually. Can I tell yeah. you that a lot of the shit that he says that you probably agree with, he's taken from somebody else like, literally, from the big things to the little things, literally steak for breakfast podcast, good friend of ours. I've been covering on their show for the past like four episodes. Cause Noah has been away. Like I was on there today. They started calling, they coined the phrase for Mike Lindell at my pillow, the humble pillow farmer, Steve Bannon. All of a sudden one day, what's that? They've been using that forever, dude, since since yep. the early days. All of a sudden, Steve Bannon one day on his show calls Mike Lindell the humble pillow farmer because he also has a he's has a my pillow promo code on the war room. And they were like, holy shit. And then this whole thing was where steak for breakfast is not a tremendous show like War Room. But they they they're on an unbelievable path. The show War Room is not a tremendous show. There's not a big show like War Room. I believe that I believe that Steak for Breakfast will be very very soon, probably the next six months, a show on the War Room level. Six months to a year with with what's going on with them. But literally, Steve Bannon had somebody on his staff, a producer, listen to the ending of Steak for Breakfast show every Tuesday and Friday to see what guests they were teasing for the next show because they would have big guests on, members of Congress, you know, uh, Cash Patel, Liz Harrington, all these people. Hey, Christina Bob on today. Yeah, I was, I was, I was on with her today. Um, well, get her on our show, my friend. So, so literally, 
literally they they turn around and they will poach steak war room will poach steak for breakfast for guests and say well let's try to get them on either the same day the day before or the day after and people have actually told steak for breakfast oh yeah we even had people on war room say oh you shouldn't do steak for breakfast you should just come and do our show like this is what pieces of shit people and conservative media can be because there are grifters out there that want to see people fail they don't want it's like this whole competition that's ridiculous I me mean, i don't want to comp- i'm not competing against everybody I, sh- I come on a show i do a show my own show our show and that's it we do what we have to do but there are people out there that they're all about the numbers and the money and the advertisers and they're all fucking grifters you steve bannon's you jack Posobics, you charlie kirk's i don't care they're all fucking yeah, they're all grifters. Oh, I, oh, some woman came up to me at, at the event. Some girl came up to me at the event on Friday night. It, 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 it's like dark. It's like a speakeasy, this underground speakeasy, and it was dark. She comes up to me right in my face out of nowhere and goes, are you Sebastian Gorka? And I looked at her and I go, no, I don't have a silly accent. And I'm much better looking than Sebastian Gorka. Like, like really? You thought I was Sebastian Gorka? Fuck that uh, it, was, it was such an insult. Yeah, that is pretty bad, dude. That is pretty fucking brutal. The thing about Sebastian Gorka is he's very useful, useful in the conservative movement because unlike others, he can raise an unbelievable amount of money. The guy walks into a room and people start opening their wallets like for fundraising and stuff. I, I, it's just wild. I don't know why. Well, it's boomers, dude. It's the boomers. The boomers love themselves some some Sebastian Gorka. The, the fucking boomers. I'm telling you right now. Uh, I, I, I guarantee it. It, it. It's, but it's, it's wild to me, dude, that, yeah. uh, this is the case in the conservative movement. A hundred, a hundred percent. It's, you see it all over the place and our, and our friends at steak for breakfast, they do an unbelievable job. Uh, they've, they've been doing this for, for a couple years now and I love seeing their success and, uh, seeing and checking out their show because they're bringing out heavy hitters every single show, uh, multiple shows a week. They're doing unbelievable work. So if you haven't checked them out, definitely go and check out those guys. Uh, Roan, Noah, Antoinette, they're uh, unbelievable people. So we're seeing a lot, Alan, in the world today. First off, I want to mention today we're seeing a Russian uh, jet is shooting down one of our drones. Why you know what? Why are our drones flying around? Why are our drones flying around there? Why are they there? Why are our unmanned drones flying around there? It's a good question, Alan. Who's flying them? Because you know, not for nothing, but I I don't know if if there was a if there was a, a Russian drone in the Gulf of Mexico, if we had some conflict with somebody, wouldn't one of our jets most likely, well, maybe not in the Biden administration, but normally wouldn't one of our jets shoot it down? Like, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not like Russian, Russia fanboying here, but why was our drone there? I was just going to say we would let it just fly around and do its thing and get it whatever information it needs because that's what we do. They sent a fucking spy balloon, not even a, a, a fast-flying drone, a fucking spy balloon. Uh, and it floated across the entire continental U.S. And uh, totally fine. No big deal. So I I don't know, man. I, I have no idea what we're flying unmanned drones over there for. And our media is saying it's an accident. And then you have the warmongers who are banging the war drums, mm-hmm. demanding, demanding that we take some action. So um, because... 
and so the warmonger, the, the rhino warmongers want to take action for money. The Democrat warmongers, which typically doesn't happen, but there are so many Democrat warmongers now, they want it and need it because of election purposes. Because, you know, remember, if we listen, we are going to one way or another, depending on who we're declaring it on, there is going to be probably an official declaration of war because one already saying in England, they're saying we need to declare war immediately. You can't you can't remove a uh, you can't remove a president during war times. Uh, one, so that would protect him from yeah twenty fifth amendment. It would protect him from being impeached for some reason. So that's like a, a protection blanket if 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 he if he if we actually go to war, uh, whether it's against Russia, whether it's China, whether it's but whatever it is, um, and we we need it because wartime presidents tend to appeal to voters. I'm not just saying I'm not saying Joe Biden. I'm just saying in general. So. They feel, and, and I've always said this, you know, in, in the past six months, that they're so desperate, they need a war, um, and 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 they will find a reason. They will find a reason. This isn't going to be the reason, but it's skimming the surface of a reason. I think this is getting pretty fucking close, Alan, and and you can see people already uh, getting excited. I mean, our our military has responded, and this is one of the generals, I think, of the Air Force. Um. Come on, there we go. Was this collision itself an accident on Russia's behalf? And is the U.S. responding as such? Um, so, you know, we are uh, continuing to assess exactly what happened. But I think um, based on the actions of the Russian pilots, it's clear that it was unsafe, unprofessional. Um, well, unsafe and unprofessional. And I think yeah. the actions speak for themselves. Um, what, we, what we saw, again, were, were fighter aircraft dumping fuel in front of this uh, UAV uh, and then getting so close to the aircraft that it actually damaged the propeller on the MQ-9. Uh, we, we assess that it likely caused some damage to the Russian aircraft as well. Um, to our knowledge, well, we know that the aircraft, uh, the Russian aircraft did land. I'm not gonna go into where they landed, um, but again, it's just demonstrative of uh, very unprofessional, unsafe airmanship on the part of these pilots. So what he's saying is it didn't even get shot down. It just collided. Like it got too close and just ran into the drone. Uh, yeah, it's it, it, it's all weird. I, I, it's First of all, it was a drone and, you know, it's maybe it was just maybe it was a test to see what happens, see what the reactions are. Uh, are there going to be, you know, inflammatory overreactions because of Russian aircraft? Uh, got into uh, some air, you know, incident with an unmanned drone. Um, well, I, I, I find it very interesting. I find it very, very interesting, the timing of everything and what's going on. Because right now, right now, our president is in Australia selling nuclear submarines to Australia. Yeah. And China, China is already like, hey, uh, we don't fucking like this. We don't. Saudi Arabia just sold uh, jets to Russia, I believe. Or was it the other way around? So, no, so the other way. No, to, to Iran. It was the, to Iran. It was the other way around. I believe Russia sold Iran Russian fighter jets. That's so what I'm, not, I'm not surprised. And it's very interesting to me to see what politicians are saying we need to go to war, and what politicians are saying that we need to step away from war. And, and Matt Gates who's again 
been on fire as of late. With today's loss of U.S. Air Force MQ-9 Reaper drone in the Black Sea, we are once again reminded of the treacherous reality of our involvement in Russia-Ukraine war. The United States of America has already been depleted of more than $100 billion for aid to Ukraine. Now we're losing precious American technology worth hundreds of millions of dollars like the MQ-9 Reaper. It's impossible to ignore the dire risk of total war with Russia as we teeter on the precipice of a direct conflict. I am once again calling on Joe Biden to end our involvement in this war before the counting of lost dollars in this conflict becomes the counting of dead Americans in Ukraine. And I 100% second that because our, uh, and we know it's falling on deaf ears. No one's, no one in the Biden administration is listening or paying attention, but you then have, then you have then people like this, and wants a stronger U.S. response from the administration. Pissed off. Pissed off. I mean, let's just be honest about this for a second. The report coming out of our government is that this was an unprofessional act and environmentally unsound. I'm sorry, folks. They shot down a United States warplane. They took it warplane. It's a drone. And that's the response we get back. So, yeah. Not very happy about it. And uh, the bottom line is, you cannot allow that to happen. You do not take out. He's a representative of South Dakota. That is absolutely a violation of international norms, if nothing else. But in this particular case, uh, uh, more has to come. I want to see his campaign contributions. The issue of funding and arming Ukraine is becoming a. Sure, it's a lot of Raytheon, Halliburton's. Exactly. 100%. One hundred percent, but but not. It wasn't a war plane. It was a drone. Not 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 accepting the fact that it happened. It shouldn't have happened. No, but this this is where it starts. This is where the escalation and the aggression comes in from everybody and all these warmongers. So this is like now. I, I don't I don't care. Like I, it's, right now, I'm sorry, but if they did shoot the drone down, well, where where was the drone? Whose space was it in? Why was it there? What was it doing? They they shot it down. If it was in Russian airspace, I don't even know where the hell they shot this thing down. I I, I didn't. It was even over know. the Black Sea. It was over yeah. the Black Sea. Whose airspace was it in? Do we know? I have no, I have no idea. It was over the over the Black Sea. Okay. Um, and uh, so so, it, nobody lost lives. And and this will be the thing. Like, and just like Matt Gates said, we we should we should not be, we should we should end end. Our involvement and the involvement completely. I mean, he, Matt Gates just put that bill up, which got a lot of Democrat support about pulling our troops out of Syria with this little never-ending war there that nobody ever talks about. And like in the whole, the entire New York delegation, I believe it was, voted to keep our troops in Syria, except for one, George Santos, voted to bring our troops home. So. And a lot of Democrats voted to bring them home as well. There was a tremendous amount of Democrats that, that voted for it. But it 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 lost, and we're going to keep our troops in Syria. Alan, I find it very interesting. I, I, like This is one of the key points that I think people need to look at and watch out for when we're looking at these politicians on both sides of the aisle, Republicans, Democrats alike on who is calling for war in Ukraine, who wants more violence, and who wants us involved in something that we have no business being involved in and sending our sons and daughters, like Zelensky was saying, to, to, to protect one of the most corrupt countries in the entire universe to ever exist. 
Uh, it makes absolutely no sense. And uh, our, our friends from Two Doom Men, Skaggs, he tagged both of us in a video today. And I think it, it sums it up perfectly because our, 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 uh, the support, the, the politician that we've been supporting and backing uh, this entire time, unwavering uh, Donald Trump, he's been calling for ending the war. And he said his first thing, he's like, yo, when I get in office, I'll, I'll do it in the first 24 hours. That shit will be done. Like, we're not going to have this shit happening. And, 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 and look at all the peace that he brokered while he was in office. You have to believe him when he's brokering some peace and, and doing peace deals in some of these places that have been at war forever. But here's what, 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 what Tucker was saying. So former President Donald Trump, who as of tonight is the front runner for the Republican nomination, sent a long and really interesting response. Russia would never have attacked Ukraine if I were president, he writes, not even a small chance. Trump says he opposes regime change in Russia. Quote, we should support regime change in the United States. That's far more important. The Biden administration are the ones who got us into this mess. Bingo. Trump repeatedly refers to the risk of nuclear war, which he describes as absolutely real. And then he calls for a negotiated peace by Ukraine mediated by the United States. Quote, both sides are weary and ready to make a deal, Trump writes. The meeting should start immediately. There is no time to spare. Death and destruction must end now. Trump has been saying things like this and predicting this for five years now, and he's saying it again. What's interesting, though, is that Trump's former vice president, Mike Pence, who was also running for president this year, opposes his old boss on nearly every point. We're paying the Ukrainians to fight Russia, Pence writes, so we won't have to fight Russians ourselves. Hmm. Pence endorses even stricter sanctions against Moscow. He dismisses the risk of nuclear war as a, quote, bullying tactic from Putin. And then Pence suggests that anyone who disagrees with his views on Ukraine is a disloyal American. Oh, you're a Quote, disloyal American. There's no room for Putin apologists in the Republican Party. Putin man, bad. Mike Pence did not specify who he was talking about, though we suspect this show is included in that treasonous category. Nobody's apologizing the for most newsworthy response that we received was from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. DeSantis has well-known views on many topics, of course, but until tonight, no one could really say with precision where he stood on the war in Ukraine, which is arguably the most important topic in the world. And now we know. DeSantis is adamantly opposed to the position that most Republicans in Washington have taken on Ukraine. DeSantis is not a neocon. Who knew? Quote, while the U.S. has many vital national interests, DeSantis writes, securing our borders, addressing the crisis of readiness within our military, achieving energy security and independence, and checking the economic, cultural, and military power of the Chinese Communist Party, Becoming further entangled in a territorial dispute between Ukraine and Russia is not one of them. Without question, he writes, peace should be the objective. The U.S. should not provide assistance that could require the deployment of American troops or enable Ukraine to engage in offensive operations beyond its borders. F-16s and long-range missiles should therefore be off the table. These moves would risk explicitly drawing the United States into the conflict and drawing us closer to a hot war between the world's two largest nuclear powers. That risk is unacceptable. DeSantis goes on to oppose the pol policy of regime change in Moscow, which is very popular in Washington, and he points out that the Biden administration has created an alliance between Russia and China, and that's a disaster for the United States. Quote, we cannot prioritize intervention in an escalating foreign war over the defense of our own homeland, especially as tens of thousands of Americans are dying every year from narcotics smuggled across our open border and our weapons arsenals, critically for our own security, are rapidly being depleted. So that's DeSantis's position, clarified. 
Vivek Ramaswamy, meanwhile, who you just saw, who announced for president on this show a few weeks back, responded with what was effectively an essay. It was so tightly argued and sharp, it probably should be a Wall Street Journal piece. We hope it becomes one. We can't really do it justice here, but a few short excerpts give you the flavor. Quote, China wants the Ukraine war to last as long as possible to deplete Western military capacity before invading Taiwan. It's working. Yeah. We think we appear stronger by helping Ukraine, but actually become weaker vis-a-vis China. We've spent 20 years droning people in caves in the Middle East and Central Asia and have little to show for it. We should be taking out the people who have caused the deaths of more than 100,000 Americans every year, the Mexican drug cartels. If I were president right now, I wouldn't limit any further funding or support to Ukraine. Ukraine is not in the top five of American foreign policy priorities right now, and yet merely questioning whether the money we spent on the war is being done effectively or perhaps even prolonging the war is seen as disloyal. We get accused by both Democrats and Republicans of being, quote, Putin sympathizers. The Washington Uniparty and defense contractors want this conflict to go on forever. For the sake of the global economy and peace, we should be doing everything we can to end it tomorrow. End quote. Agreed. But, you know. Governor Christy Nome of South Dakota echoed some of these points. The primary external threat to the United States is communist China, she writes. And then she added another point that you rarely hear and not often enough. Quote. The United States has come to rely far too heavily on financial sanctions as a weapon of deterrence. Now the nations that hate America are consciously moving away from the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. Sanctions against China, Iran, and Russia have bolstered the Russian ruble and enabled China to establish trade in Chinese money rather than in U.S. dollars. That is true, provably true. And you wonder why so few in Congress, which passed these sanctions, will acknowledge it. So for the most part, those are the only politicians that are saying that we should not get involved in war. There's a few others, but well, the, well, those are like he was kind of highlighting people that are either 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 presidential candidates or presidential yeah. candidate hopefuls. But I mean, there there are quite a few members of Congress that that completely want no zero aid to Ukraine, zero American involvement in Ukraine. We know that, and we know that there are a lot that do for obvious reasons, and on, and, and on both sides, the obvious I, reasons. I, I appreciate the correction because you're absolutely right. It is more people running for, for president. Everybody yeah. else is all on board with helping Ukraine, sending them more money, sending our, our sons and daughters over to the United States, over to the United States, over to the Ukraine to, to get involved in this war. And the globalists want that as well. They want our, they just like China wants our military weak, the globalists wants our military weak as well. They want us to lose a war. They want to figure out a way to eradicate the Constitution. Joe Biden was literally speaking today uh, about how he's coming for our guns. Yeah, he's always there. He's always coming for our guns. For those affected by gun violence. Oh, Congressional Republicans should pass my budget instead of calling for cuts in these services or defunding the police or abolishing the FBI, as we hear from our MAGA Republican friends. Seven trillion dollars more in deficit. This absolves Congress the responsibility from the responsibility of acting to pass universal background checks. Eliminate gun manufacturing immunity from liability. Oh, what's a gun manufacturer immunity from liability? Like- and I'm determined oh. once again to ban assault weapons and high capacity magazines. I'm determined. Yeah, I'm determined. I'm fighting to ban them in 1994. 
The 10 years that law was in place, mass shootings went down. Bullshit. Republican friends let it expire yep. when it, 10 years later. And mass shootings tripled since mm-hmm. then. Oh, sure, Joe. Sure. Ban assault weapons. Ban them again. Do it now. Enough. Do something. Do something big. Because you can't do mass shootings with any other type of weapon. They're all semi-automatic weapons. Like they, I just well, you know, it's just wild that how the how how their base eats that up and still can't determine the difference between a semi-automatic weapon, which is every most handguns with the exception of revolvers and most rifles, and they want to oh the big bad AR-15, which is not an automatic rifle. It operates the same way as a Glock does. It operates the same way as most rifles. It is because it's black. It's scary. It looks like a a scary weapon. In reality, it's the same. You could get a wood weapon that fires the same five, five, six rounds. It's it, it, it's the same single pull action trigger uh, for every every uh, round that you fire. It's not like you can just sit down and and hold the trigger down and round after round comes out at like a machine gun. And the idiots that think a bump stock makes a gun a machine gun, you can shut the fuck up too, because you guys are fucking morons. I am far from a uh, a gun aficionado as well, but I I know that. <laughs> it's just it's just stupid. It's again, it's stupid talking points. It's bud word. It's buzzwords. It's political theater. It's word salad. Just let's talk about guns and gun control so maybe people stop talking about the 7 trillion dollars that he wants to put this country in 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 a uh, in in more debt you know talking about social justice and and uh, environmental justice and all this bullshit and and that's 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 what they want they don't want people talking about that they just want to spend money on that basically spend money on nothing just set money on fire uh, no, well, they're, no. they're very good at it, Alan. You got to give them credit. They're very good at shaping the narrative and getting these NPCs to buy in. They're very good at using these headlines and these emotional, emotionally charged topics to shape the narrative for people and get them to believe a certain thing. Like, look at look at how they're doing the, the banks, and look at how they're doing January sixth. Like, oh. it, 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 it's so typical of them, and they're shaping it. Like, look, look, look at the the liberal left media on how they they go after Tucker Carlson. Like listen listen to the reaction. It's it's comical. Come on. Small group of people, which include the leaders of the Democratic Party and their allies in the media, had a complete monopoly on what you were allowed to know about what happened, what actually happened in the Capitol on January 6th. And they defended that monopoly with great ferocity, as monopolists tend to do. So the moment we broke that monopoly simply by getting access to the footage is not hard. That's what you're supposed to do when you work in the news business. Other media outlets went crazy. They all did. And we just couldn't resist not to be self-referential, but it's too hilarious. So we assembled a montage. Here it is. Montage. What we saw tonight, Allison, from Tucker is is nothing new. He has been trying to sanitize the very real violence that we all saw uh, unfold at the U.S. Capitol. 41,000 hours of footage 
from an attempted coup is federal evidence. How on earth is Kevin McCarthy trying to justify the fellow members of Congress giving 41,000 hours of federal investigative evidence and material to Fox News? This is the danger of... He said he'll give it to all you guys if you not want. Unfairness. Unfairness. You should give it to every news organization at the same time. What's next? Or, uh, is the Speaker of the House going to turn over the daily schedules of the Capitol Police? Uh, are they going to... Have any other news outlets requested it? Uh, to, to the locked doors? Nobody that believes any of that garbage Tucker was spewing, Love none that. of their Kissinger. kids will ever Love believe that, that garbage. None of their kids it's will like ever believe Soviet. that garbage. System, well, or, you know, the way the, the Nazis would build the Potemkin the village. Soviet. Tucker Carlson's doing the same thing with the footage from uh, one six. Footage. <laughs> We're both Soviet and Nazi. What you're hearing, of course, is panic. It's fear. A hurt dog barks. But it's still pretty funny. It's so, hysterical. What's great is. All of that we saw from the left-leaning media, how they're so outraged and in panic. Even the little fellow, Adam Kinzinger, um, you know, they got to throw his he's Like, I don't know, maybe he's, he's got a quarter Republican in him, but not that much. I think maybe he's had a Republican in him. He's probably had Lady G, Lindsey Graham, in him once or twice. Probably at least once. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> they all go after Tucker Carlson for this. They all go after Kevin McCarthy for this. Oh, it's federal evidence, which is bullshit because – and Kevin McCarthy even said in an interview, other news outlets want it, just request it, and they'll give them access to things. Like every 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 news outlet is can have access to it. All they have to do is open their mouth and ask. But for whatever reason, they're not, or they won't, or I don't know if they are now. But notice one thing: they're going after Tucker, but they're not disputing. The actual video footage that Tucker Carlson showed that we all saw with our own eyes. So when he said they say they accused Tucker Carlson of trying to sanitize the events on January 6th, how is he trying to sanitize it when he's merely showing video, not edited footage? He's showing you video clips just like the mainstream media did showing all of the fighting and the bullshit that was incited by people like Ray Epps and federal agents and other people who were invited in by the Capitol Police. He's showing, he's just showing the other side of it, of the Q shaman walking around getting a tour guide of the fucking Capitol, walking past nine Capitol cops, a couple of them on their phones like, hey, look at this guy dressed like a fucking clown, a buffalo guy, walking in there opening doors for him. They escorted him around the entire Capitol. Like they literally walked into the into the Senate chambers and like everybody's hanging out there and people are walking by and they're thanking the police officers. They're literally like, look at this. Why are they wrestling down to the ground? Oh, thank you. Real, real, real dangerous insurrection there. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This old fucking lady. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for letting us in. This was such a great experience, so you guys could come and persecute me. This is deadly insurrection. I'm not beating anybody with batons. Hey, look at all the police. There's the Q shaman walking around. Come on, let's go. The police are asking him to leave, and they left. 
They fucking bounce. Get out. Look, they're leaving. Yeah. Real dangerous. Real violent. How come they're not fighting the cops? How come they're not killing the police officers? How come they're not in handcuffs? Thank you for your patience. We really appreciate it, he says. That is glorious. It smells like an old church. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. How come they're not macing them? How come they're not macing these insurrectionists? How come they're not shooting them in the face? Like that big Michael Bird shot Christian Babbitt. Why aren't people getting shot in the face? It makes no sense, Alan. Like, they're literally just walking right out, no problem. There he is with his, he's got a megaphone. The There's and then threat. And and then then they go outside the Capitol door, dude. They go outside the Capitol door and and they play Donald Trump's message over his megaphone. Yep. And and they play it for everybody standing around to hear it. Everyone to go home. And, yeah. And then then the Q shaman gets on his megaphone he's like the president said to go home we need to go home let's listen to our president thank our law enforcement this that and the other real violent four years this kid got four years no i'll tell you i'll i'll tell you seeing the cops because i've had the opportunity to to meet some of his friends and uh they've been on the show uh bert from the liberty report uh we're gonna have him on again soon i think um but uh you know, I always told him, I told him to his face, I was like, yo, probably wasn't the smartest move going into the Senate chair. Like, it was probably a pretty stupid move to do that. Like, your your friend's not the brightest guy in the world, but he doesn't deserve the persecution that he's getting, and he doesn't deserve to be in jail for as long as he's been, been in jail and getting uh, put in solitary confinement and et cetera. And you can clearly see the cops are just escorting him around. He shouldn't even be in jail. They still play the game. Some of these politicians or some of these uh, legacy media retards will literally still make the statement that police officers died. So sometimes you'll get someone that says, well, police officers were killed. No, they weren't. That was proven. And then they'll say, well, five police officers lost their lives because of January 6th. Well, you can't say that either because Brian Sicknick, like 48 hours later or maybe 72 hours later, after he saw his brother had a stroke and died and he did have medical issues in the past that was proven. And the other four ate their own gun. They killed themselves. What, they went home, they were so traumatized over January 6th that they killed themselves? But uh, give give me a fucking break. Just give me a break. It's something that they always go to, but these people are just so uninformed. And as soon as they see the headlines from their mainstream media that this is edited footage, that this is not true, that that, that he should, he Tucker Carlson has no right but to hear no, this. Nobody's saying that it's edited footage. No one's saying. No one is attacking that I've seen. Now, There's one I've said it's it's edited footage. It, I saw that's bullshit. No, There's no one, no one notable has said. No one notable on and has said that that has attacked the footage. They've attacked Tucker Carlson. And it's wild because why aren't – they're not calling the editing – they're not calling the video uh, fake. Literally, 
Well, you had say it on the Oscars that it was edited footage. All right, so the Oscars don't even count. First of all, they're fucking morons because that's 16 how, million people, Alan. That's 16 million people how, that have the lowest ratings ever. How, but how can they edit video that they did not have direct access, control, and custody over? They got to watch. They got to watch, and they got they were able to copy some. And it wasn't edited because if it was edited after it left the Capitol's um, possession, where if they allowed them to copy some because they were allowed to watch it and they were allowed a certain amount of it, I believe. And um, I would imagine Kevin McCarthy in the multiple interviews he did after and other people would have said, that's not the video that we released. I mean, come on. Listen, listen, obviously it's not edited, but again, it goes back to the the way that these the media frames these conversations and they use these celebrities like Jimmy Kimmel to say it's edited and people buy it, buy it hook, line and sinker. The 16 million people that are still watching, like viewership has gone down tremendously for these award shows, but still 16 million people is a little over 10, uh, 3% of the nation. Mm. Um, you know, it's still a large, a large amount of people, you know, and, uh, they're watching this and they're hearing people like him say this and they're eating it up and then they're going to watch their news pundits who are just that we just showed bashing in in full panic mode about what Tucker Carlson is releasing and attacking Tucker. They're like, yeah, Tucker's he is Fox News and this, that and the other. And we can't watch this. this he's he's lying. And they're they're very good at framing the narrative so they can use these headlines like oh yeah it was edited footage meanwhile it shows the complete opposite like they edited the the josh holloway footage of him running out of the capitol they made it seem like he was fleeing meanwhile he was one of the last people that were running out of the capitol there was a bunch other that ran before him because they were holy i don't know who you're talking about okay okay yeah they, they 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 escorted uh, a bunch of the congressmen and women out of uh, uh, of what they thought was danger, and he was one of the last one in 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 line. And they edited that footage to make it seem like he was a coward right. fleeing away. Um, you know that was proven to be edited. So if anything, it shows the opposite of of edited footage. It's actually showing the full picture. And I don't I I, I don't get how anybody could not want to see the true picture because you, you, you see the violence and going the things that you see that they showed uh, over and over and over again on the media saying it was a violent insurrection. There was definitely 100% people there trying to start problems. Like there, there was violence there, but did you see the guy who broke the window oh, yeah. up and he's like, Oh yeah, no, it was this guy. Like, look at this. Yes. I'm just picking up drugs. This guy's trying to tell him that's a bad idea. The pal turns around and captures some video of suspicious actor one vandalizing the window. That guy looks like a police officer. Yeah. Says the Gavin Crowd jumps between the suspicious actor and the window. Do not go in there. Like, if you hear how loud that fucking crowd is, yeah. yeah. 
it's written all over. Besides the bands on the main band, the black has in yeah. place the FBI watch. So of course, that, 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 well, no, he, he, he was he, he was wearing a mask because he was a Fed. He yeah. didn't want to be seen. A hundred percent. He looks exactly like a Fed would. What's this over here wearing cargo pants? Like only Feds wear that kind of outfit. And he tried to blame it on the guy with the uh, red hair and the American flag. He tried to point fingers. But like you hear how loud yeah. that crowd is chanting USA. I'm telling you right now, like that gave me chills. It gave me chills just hearing how much people actually gave a shit, give a shit about this country and uh, how loud the, the quote unquote silent majority has gotten. Because I'll tell you right now, dude, if that crowd wanted to, to storm the Capitol and have a violent insurrection, nothing would have stopped them. Nothing would have stopped them. It would have, it would have lasted a couple hours. It would have been they would have been piling up bodies of American citizens on the Capitol lawn, on the Capitol steps, because they would have gone in and annihilated them all. And this just goes to show: number one, no one was going in there with guns, nope. and this was not an insurrection because an insurrection is armed, okay? And flagpoles and broomsticks don't fucking count. This isn't the 1600s retards, okay? So if we had this assault weapon problem, okay, in, in the United States, then, well, you know, by the way, assault weapons don't exist. Um, you would have, imagine, there, I don't there were hundreds of thousands of people there. Imagine 5,000 people showed up with AR-15s and storm the Capitol. It would be the firefight of a lifetime. It would be devastating. So many people would be dead. That did not happen because it wasn't an armed insurrection like we, we we know. But that's what it's being painted as. They might as well just add AR-15s into the mix, you know? Alan, you see this guy who's clearly a provocateur, who's mm -hmm. clearly trying to get people riled up. Like the, the guy with the red hair and the flag and the guy with the camera clearly ran up and said, do not go in there. Like, stop doing what you're doing. This, this seems illegal. He's like, I'm just here picking up garbage because people are throwing garbage all over our Capitol building. Like, that's the utmost respect for the building. And this guy is, is trying to get this redhead, this ginger fuck, because I'm only a half ginger, so I could say this. I'm, 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 a, I'm allowed to speak on all ginger kind. <laughs> Gingers have no souls. Yeah, fucking ginger fuck over here. <laughs> my girlfriend always calls me a fucking ginger. I'm half ginger, dude. My hair is brown. My beard is red. It's evil enough for me. <laughs> I'm half soulless, okay? Fuck you. Um, but he, he tried to blame the guy with the red hair and get him riled up. Like, he, he wasn't doing anything fine. He literally put his hand on him, and all of a sudden this fed-looking guy starts shoving him and tries to get him all, all wound up. Um and it, it, you could clearly see that there was provocative provocateurs in in the crowd, people that were placed there that were in the FBI. And, and I really hope that some of these committees get to the bottom of it. And they're they're starting to, to peel peel back some of these layers of these onions. And we've talked about the uh, on on the shows, Alan, on Friday and Tuesday about how when we get these committees going, we start asking the questions. We need to see you know, the right people subpoenaed brought, brought in front of uh, Congress. And they're starting to do those things, Alan. And yeah. I continually to say that the court of public opinion is the most important thing right now, more so than any actual uh, arrests or people being held accountable. We need the people to understand that these, these, there, there is a global elite that does not like us. They, they actively want to destroy everything that we believe in, everything that we stand for. And they spent billions, if not trillions of dollars brainwashing us to believe a certain thing, using us, manipulating us emotionally, uh, yeah. physically, and, and, and emotionally 
uh, to get us to believe their narrative. I would rather see the concentration be on, focused on showing the American people everything that went on and that goes on. You know, like you said, the the court of public opinion, rather than pursuing any type of arrests that we know are not going to happen to high high level people. I think it'll happen at one point, dude. I really still believe that. And that's I fine. Think- that's fine. Listen, no. we, we can all we can all have our beliefs and dreams, and it's it's great. But I just think it's more important for the people to see the proof. Listen, I, I like what happened with the video footage that Tucker Carlson uh, presented on his show. It's not enough. I want to see more. I want to see it all. And I think the American people deserve to see it all. And until, you know, I, it only, it takes one federal judge to realize what's going on is wrong and to stand up publicly to make a difference, I believe. And it's not happening. It hasn't happened. Um, I really don't expect them to dude. I, I, I really don't. Uh, I mean, we've seen time in and time out how involved and how corrupted all of the systems are. It, this isn't just this isn't just the Democrats. It's the Republicans. It's not just Congress. It's the Senate. It's not just the Senate. Oh, it's, it's our judicial system. It's it's the DOJ. It's the, the Supreme Court. It's all corrupted. It's all been corrupted and infiltrated. And it's it, it, it's something that I think everybody needs to come to terms with. And a lot of people are still catching up to that fact. The entire system is corrupted. And this is why the court of public opinion is so important. Absolutely. Because I'll tell you right now, the worst I've said over and over again for years, the worst possible outcome for the United States would be some sort of civil war uh, or even, even a world war three situation. It is not a good outcome for the United States. It's not a good outcome for the people of this country. It's not a good outcome for, for anything that's going on. Forget about the financial implications that are, that are looming right now. Forget about uh, all of that going on. A civil war would be the absolute worst, but a a world war three situation would be a terrible situation as well. And we're, we're, we're teetering on the edge, Alan. We're literally teetering right on the edge of some crazy catastrophic thing. Our president's in Australia right now get, selling nukes at a high price to Australia. And China's like, yeah, this is a fucking, we're not, no, we well, don't, we don't want this to happen. It's between that and what Iran's got going on with, with nukes and the, the intelligence that, that, that points to them wanting to attack on the West or even even uh, even Britain or Israel. So if it's not Ukraine, Russia or America, China with the Taiwan situation, there, there's going to be, listen, in, in, in the next year and I think sooner, something big is going to happen on one of those fronts. And it's they're going to propel us in heavy involvement. And it's um, it's going to be really shitty. It's going to be really shitty. I, I, I'm it's going to get shitty before an event like that happens uh, because of what's going on with these banks. You could, you could see uh, how these banks are. A lot of people are comparing it to a 2008 type collapse and uh, it could possibly be even worse with what's really going on uh, with the federal reserve and, and how they're propping up our money and how high inflation is and everything that's going on in that world. It, it, it's not a good situation. Well, and, the, and the, thing, the thing with the banks is, and what's, what's great is, and even the president, even, even Joe Biden said, 
from the past administration, and I love how they blame it on the Trump bank deregulation, which I have to remind everybody, the those deregulations of those banks was a bipartisan project. It was a bipartisan issue. Both Republicans and Democrats voted for the deregulation, and that was to help smaller banks. And then what did these banks do? These banks, you know, all right, people, deregulation, meaning less government, less regulation. But then what happened? These banks started investing in all of these failed startups, started giving money out left and right. And then you had all of the the climate justice and the loan equity and how much of the money you're putting towards environmental equity and all this bullshit. And they're giving out all this money. And, and what do these people say? What are these banks saying? Well, it doesn't matter if we fail. We're going to get bailed out by the government again. Okay. And the left wants to paint this picture because the left wants big government and regulation for everything and control. But have no fear because the Federal Reserve is launching an internal review of it all, so it'll all be okay. Let's let's just investigate ourselves, guys. Let's just fucking investigate ourselves. Uh, don't, don't be fooled. I mean, the left, this is all by design to completely destroy our society and to control us and get us to our knees begging to be governed harder and harder and harder. And again, again, it was bipartisan. This isn't Trump. Trump didn't deregulate banks for any specific reason other than to help smaller banks, to help people be able to invest in businesses and start businesses. But these, unfortunately, they just they weren't they weren't vetted uh, very good by the banks. But that that's on the banks. But why would they care when they know that the government's going to bail them out anyway? They're just going to throw money around because one, they know it's being printed by the the Federal Reserve. They know that they're just printing money. Uh, it's never ending supply, and um, they're going to be bailed out if all goes wrong and they're not going to have to worry about it. Like there's no, again, no accountability for these, these giant banks and these giant corporations and the federal government's just going to come around and say, here you go, guys, you fucked up again. No worries. Um, Here you go. And I I heard, I heard something Wells Fargo might've been having issues or is having issues. I I think they're next on the chopping block, my friend. Well, I heard from uh, somebody the other day that, um, what was it yesterday? Someone said that supposedly last week, and I'm not 100% sure if it's accurate, that Wells Fargo couldn't make payroll for their employees. But listen, there's a lot of bad shit going on. You know, I'm, I'm in the insurance business as well, and there's a major insurance company just went into receivership by the Florida Department of Insurance, where, you know, that's, and Ron DeSantis governs the Florida Department of Insurance. This, they went into receivership, they went bankrupt. Thousands and thousands of people from all over the country who have uh, UPC insurance on their homes just got letters the other day by the Florida Department of Insurance urging them within by March 29th, you are not going to have coverage on your home and you need to shop around, call an agent or call us and we'll connect you with an agent who can sell you another policy to have your home covered. Now, I'm in the insurance claim business where I handle insurance claims for homeowners. Now, I have dozens right now of people with damaged homes from the winter, the frozen pipes, whatever it is, fires, every type of damage you can think of who have claims in with UPC for hundreds of thousands of dollars who have basically been told, hey, 
like Randy from South Park. Oh, hey, hey, fuck you. We're, we're not we're not paying you. We have no money. We're in leadership. Hopefully the Florida Department of Insurance can figure it out because, well, you're shit out of luck. So, I mean, it's, it's wild. So, and I'm doing this a long time and I've never seen an insurance company like this. I've seen insurance companies get bought and sold all the time, all the time bought, bought and sold. The, the small ones, there are so many out there that pop up. They don't, they, they get bought up by a bigger one. I personally, in, in 17 years I've been in the insurance industry, have seen a, a large insurance company go into receivership and just say, eh, we're done. We got no more money to pay. They laid off all their employees within a week. Like, and then you have the banks shutting down. Is it going to be worse in 2008? Maybe. Maybe. I think, I think it's going to be a lot. Some people, some people are even speculating that it might be, you know, like a uh, 1920s crash. Well, then that means I am going to buy my big house on the water in Florida if that happens because the housing market's just going to crash and I'm going to leave New York and go. Think of how I think the housing market, I think the car market, there's, there's a giant bubble. Uh, in a lot of these markets that are going to take a giant hit, I think um, it, that's right where I really think it's it's going, uh, and it's inevitable. I really think it's it's almost a thing of uh, it's almost a guarantee at this point, based on the current events and things that are going on. And it's I don't say Donald that Trump's fault. I don't. Yeah, it's all Donnie's fault. And I don't say that to to panic people. Like that's not yeah. my intention, but it is it is to tell you, hey, like make sure you get your shit prepared. Uh, because these people, this is all by design, ladies and gentlemen. This is not something that's happening all willy-nilly. Like Alan said earlier, this is 100% to completely crash the American economy, to bring in a digital currency, to have total control over the monetary system. Um, I, I truly truly believe that this is part of their move, and you, you, you can see – by the moves of the executives, they're all pulling. They were all pulling their money and selling their stocks a week before, and it's so funny because they go on. They go on TV and they have their their stock guru Jim Jim Cramer go on TV and say, "Oh, buy uh, Silicon Valley Bank stock. It's guaranteed guaranteed sell." And he does the same thing for Signature Bank in New York. Yeah, get Signature Bank. Like two separate episodes. Like these are fucking awesome buys buy them and they both they both collapse like it's almost like he's telling the elites to sell while he's telling the peasants to buy all this stock so it fucks the peasants and these elites are like yeah you know we're getting the fuck out and they sell all of their stock and 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 get out of all of their positions it's and set get all get all their money out of these banks like this is this is not a coincidence that they're doing this this is not something that we're like, oh, okay, we're we're doing just randomly. I'm mean, two weeks before a made the third largest bank collapse in the in the in the country's history has happened. Uh, we're just gonna take all of our money out. Oh no, no, no question. And people are gonna start losing their homes, especially those people that probably have those variable fluctuating interest rates on their mortgages, which is probably the the stupidest thing to have. I mean, if it's, if you not have if you don't have a fixed rate on your mortgage. And you know you're you're in for some problems, and I've seen it happen before where people are like, "Holy shit, my mortgage is going to go up two thousand dollars a month, and I can barely pay my mortgage now because I have a variable interest rate." And I'm not an economist, I'm not a mortgage guy, and all that, but I you see it in people who there are middle class America. How many of middle class? How much of middle class America is living paycheck to paycheck? I see it every day. I talk to people, a lot of my clients. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a really shitty situation to be in, especially now in the past over two years of this 
shitty regime where everything from gas to, you know, eggs to milk to everything to meat is so expensive that, and then they, what's their answer? Their answer is, well, climate change, you should all go out and buy $70,000 cars and wait online for three hours, three and a half hours in California to charge them. Like it's yep. just wild. Yep. That's the solution. That is the solution. I'm Alan. wearing the perfect shirt today. Clown world, clown world. <laughs> It's totally world, Alan. It's fucking upside down world. And the fact, like, do you hear what's going on in New York now? The complete clown world that we live in. New York is now telling stores to no longer allow masked customers to come in. The the robberies have gotten so bad. Like, like the the whole reason I showed you my desk piece before the show (laughs) was because someone broke into my house, Alan, while I was home. Like, like this is fucking crazy. Like the world's getting out of control and it's what well, actually even more upside down world. Have you seen this article, Alan? Have you seen this? This is the, the funniest, most crazy, the, the craziest article, the biggest example of Trump, Trump derangement syndrome I've ever seen in my entire life. Occupy Democrats puts out an article that they have since deleted because they got so much backlash Epstein may have been evil predator, but he was as perceptive judge, a perceptive judge of character. He didn't really like Donald Trump. Like this is, this is what these people put out there. And well, there's some truth to that. He didn't, Jeffrey Epstein didn't like Donald Trump because one Donald Trump threw him out of Mar-a-Lago and two Donald Trump wouldn't, didn't allow himself to be charmed and seduced by his charm and get involved in really shady shit like most of these other people did. So that's just, again, let's just throw that out there to the base, the Occupy Democrat base and every other idiot that's going to retweet it. It's wild. Just like, listen, at, at a ridiculous level, and I, I plan on getting a bunch of, 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 of tweets and stuff from some of these idiots that I'm following that are complete, that have been Trump grifters for four years of Trump and while he was running on, on amassing these tremendous followings on Twitter all on the Trump name to now saying all this tearing Trump apart, they all became DeSanta bros and that DeSantis is going to save the world and Trump is, is actively destroying it. It's it just, it's wild. The character assassinations and with the end and based on nothing but lies. People have sh- such short-term memory, Alan. Mm-hmm. They, they they forget all that this man sacrificed to be the president. He didn't have to do what he did. He's done it all already. Why would he? And he's doing it all again for what? He's for, seventy-four years old, or whatever he is. Like under constant attacks, under <laughs> constant heavy, brutal attacks. Not just him. Not just his character. His family. His wife. His children. His youngest son, Baron, who's still a minor. They're constantly attacking them, and for for what? And he has no no reason to do any of this. And he was constantly attacked. And look at all he was accomplished when everybody was against him. Like we're starting to see the Fox News of 20, 2015 and, and, and 2016 before he won the, no, the, the primary uh, election and he was the nominee. And they had no choice but to back him. They, they never liked Donald Trump. And we saw it in 2020 and how quickly they, they, they called Arizona with Brett Baer, who we just saw on the TV. And, and 
how they're doing wall to wall coverage of DeSantis, wall to wall coverage of DeSantis. And they're bashing Donnie every opportunity they get. They're trying to make him look bad in any way possible to make him look like he he's not capable. He's not there to do the job. He only cares about himself. He's only trying to line his pockets. Meanwhile, while he was in office, he gave away all of his paychecks, worked for free, worked Worked endless hours. Yeah, he played some golf. Sure, played some golf. What's wrong with that? You know, you can talk business while you're on the golf course. It happens all the time. Yeah. CEOs and 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 very important people play golf and they talk business. Would you rather talk business or uh, sitting down at a table and having some shitty meal and, and or, or or really getting to know somebody on the golf course? You know, playing golf, doing whatever. I don't give a shit what a president is doing you as long as they're doing you know as yeah. long as as long as my bank account and and my and 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 my investment accounts and my way of life is comfortable i don't give a shit if he's out there banging hookers and doing blow as long as the country is running seamlessly and we are seen as a world power and not a fucking joke that we're seeing as right now. I mean, it's, literally it, it, it's, it's more than that, Alan. I, I agree with you to, to an extent because we were considered a world power. Will Barry was in office. We were considered a world power. Well, that fucking moron George Bush was in office while slick Willie was sticking cigars in, in vaginas. We were considered a world power and these people have evil had evil intent and were actively trying to destroy the country. So it's, it's, it's bigger than not really caring what he's, he's doing uh, on the side and being a world power. Uh, cause I agree with you. I don't give a shit if he's banging whores. JFK was banging whores and had a, a secret passageway to, to sneak women in. I, I call Marilyn Monroe a whore. She was a talented actress and singer. Leave her, alone. Leave, her leave her out of this. CIA killed. Yeah, I agree with you, Alan. I'm with you on that. Just like, just like George Washington's black. I'm in, in on with him. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> and, uh, Oh, who was the other one that I said? Oh my God! George Washington. I was Jefferson. Jefferson. Was it? Oh, and Andrew Jackson. Yeah, they're all black. They're, they're <laughs> all, they were all black. We might be able to find a real picture. When we're I've been, dude, I've been looking. My ten-year-old daughter had to do a school project. She had to dress up as uh, Thomas Jefferson and do this big display board, Thomas Jefferson, and do his speech and stuff like that, and uh, all this yeah, stuff. Wearing blackface, it would be amazing. And I, I said, I said, I said to my wife, I says we should send her to school in blackface. She goes, "What are you talking about?" So well, I'm telling you, Thomas Jefferson was black. We, no, he wasn't. Yeah, was, find me a white guy with the last name Jefferson. Find me a white guy with the last name Washington, and find me a white guy with the last name Jackson. Find me at least two of each, like Noah's Ark over here, because I don't know any, and I know a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's not even. It's not even that I don't know any. I've never seen or heard of them. It's 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 the craziest thing ever. And if anybody in the chat, this is, we're on a mission. Like I want to put our audience to uh, have cameras. I want. I want. No. 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 Uh, the reach that we have. I want our audience, everybody that's listening. This is like we don't give you many assignments, but this is an assignment that I want to give our audience. I want to put our reach to use. 
I need someone to come up and be like, yo, listen, my best friend I went to high school with and show you pictures or something that his last name is Jackson. He is a white individual or a woman. I need I, I need to see this. And I don't want to see it by marriage. Like, it's not like a white no. girl marry a black guy and have the last name Jackson. Like, I, I have a challenge. Hey, 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 we'll, we'll do this. I will give somebody, if they can show me a photo and a legit identification, it, it has to be a male with the birth name. A white male with a white male with birth name, last name Washington, Jackson, or Jefferson. I will give you a hundred dollars for every one you show me up to five. So you could show me, you could show me two white men, a photo ID, pictures. What about what? what Last name Washington, and you just give yourself two hundred bucks. Why don't Why don't we sweeten the deal and and give them a patron cigar of their choice as well? I'll do that too. I'll give you fucking cigars. I'll give you whatever you want. I want to see because you're not going to be able to find one. I want to no, see. You're not. You're not. Google white guys with the last name Washington because that's bullshit. No, 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 no. I want to see a photo <laughs> ID. I want legit proof. <laughs> white guys with the last name Washington, and this isn't a racist thing. There's nothing like that. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, but Alan, I'm with you, dude. Like, there's, like I, I, I've never seen, heard of, or, or, even throughout history, celebrities. Like, there's been nobody. I can't think of anybody. I've never met a white guy with the last name Washington. I've never met a white guy with the last name Jackson or Jefferson. And I know plenty of black people with those last names. I asked one of my black friends the other day. Yeah, I'm not racist. I have black friends, everybody. I asked one the other day. I go, uh, I was like a week or so ago. I go, do you know any white people with the last name Washington? And he looked at me, he goes, hell no. I go, then explain. He goes, hell no. I said, and explain to me, George Washington. And he looked at me dead in the face and said, Holy shit! I don't know. I don't know. So maybe he was black, dude. Dude, there's meat to that bone. Uh, listen, I'm not ruling it out. Like it's just, it's just like, it's just like the flat Earth thing for me. Like there's some evidence to both sides. I can't prove it unless I go up to outer space. So I don't really care. But I, there's definitely some meat to the bone. And I gotta get this question to Ed. I gotta get this question to Alex Jones. I, I gotta see what he. I gotta see what he has to say. About have it. you asked? Have you asked Roger Stone? <laughs> No, and I was, I was, I should. I'll text him tonight and ask him. Yeah, like, yeah, me and my co-hosts have been trying to figure this out. Can we, can right. we, can we get this to Alex Jones? <laughs> we need, to, we need, we need Alex Jones's input. Could you please ask him what his thoughts are? The possibility of George Washington, Andrew Jackson, and Thomas Jefferson are black. And our, and our evidence is that there is no white. We cannot find any white men that are named Jackson Jefferson or Washington. It's not, not, that doesn't exist. That's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, someone goes, uh, <laughs> some fat lady in Foxville goes, we have a white town of, of white Jacksons. Okay. Uh, you do? <laughs> I'd like to see you. White. White, you have white Jacksons? There are Jacksons that are white? Start posting pictures. Email me. Listen to me. Listen to me right now. My email, thegreatdivide1776 at gmail.com. I want you to email me, okay? And I want pictures of white Jacksons. I want to see it. I want to see it. 
I want to see pictures of White Jackson. Right now, I think that's your best bet. Like, I, I guarantee if you took Jackson off the list and it was Jefferson or Washington, there'd be zero. There'd be fucking. I want to. I want to see White Jackson. Where is this town? What town is this in? Yeah, where? Like, I don't want you to dox yourself, but no, just uh, tell us the town. Town, can you tell us the, like the, the the town and state? Nobody, I don't care where you live. I just want to know where the White Jacksons are. I want to I mean, see White Jacksons. I want to buy. I want to buy a ticket and go stare at them. White last name Jackson. Yeah. I never would have thought. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Alan Jacoby. What your your first name? Because I know your last name. This is unbelievable. I need to take pictures. It's it's like, take a picture with you. <laughs> Can someone clip these of us talking about White Jacksons? Because this is unbelievable. I've never like I I've been diving down rabbit holes for a long time, and and. And I haven't started thinking that until you brought it up, Alan. Maybe I have. We have to get so that the truthers and full-blown conspiracy theories theorists that we have conspiracy shows. Uh, we need to. Start, I'm gonna start messaging them on on Instagram. What is your thoughts? Is it possible that George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and Andrew Jackson, all three or at least one of them, was black? MacGyver says I have a black guy with the last name White. I mean, I've seen that. I actually know quite a few black people with the last name White. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I know. Listen, I know white people, white Irish people. Actually, two of them from Ireland with the last name Black. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So very I mean, Irish last name. But you know that that still doesn't answer my question. No, I'm a white guy with the last name Washington. Our first president of the United States, George Washington, was supposed to be a white man. And I there's no white people with the last name Washington. And, and to, to, be, to, to be fair, to be fair, one of the first slave owners, if not the first slave owner, was a black man named Anthony Johnson. And Johnson's another name uh, that there is not. I, 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 I don't know if there's any white Johnsons. No, 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 there are. I know quite a few white Johnsons. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, I haven't seen that many white Johnsons. Like that's a notorious uh, name in the black community, Johnson. But no, no, the, I, I know, I know quite a few first, white. One of the first, you, you could look this up. One of the first slave owners was a black man named Anthony Johnson. Hmm. And were the slaves black? Because maybe, maybe yeah, yeah yes, yes, they were. The nothing, same. Nothing, nothing would shock me anymore, though. I know, I'm, I know, it sounds crazy, and it probably is. His name is Anthony Johnson. Let me see if I can pull it up right. Sure, they were white, and then somebody's like, "Oh well, you know, they took the they someone well, they take the name of the slave owners. Well, who takes the name of the slave owners? They were the slave owners. It seems like the guy was the president of the United States, George Washington. Who? What, he, what is, they're taking down his, their statues because they were slave owners. Alan, what are you talking about? Like, oh man. I want someone to tell me like George Washington was like, I, I, I just, I think George Washington was black. I don't know. People could, I, I, I was talking to a couple people about it and they were getting really upset that I thought that like, you know, they were just hardcore conservatives and they were like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? George Washington was white. How do you know? What do you mean? How do you, how do you know? And then one guy, Google it. I said, you're really that fucking retarded. Google it. <laughs> Google it. Anthony Johnson was known uh, for achieving an early co the colony of Virginia, born in Angola. Uh, he was the first African uh, Americans whose right to own slaves for life was recognized by Virginia courts uh, in 1621. 
<laughs> black man owning slaves. Well, I mean, didn't they? Didn't the white people buy African slaves from Africa from Africans, like blacks, and bring them over? Like, wasn't it the blacks selling the other blacks? In early, 16, in early 1620, the Portuguese slave traders captured a man who's known as Anthony Johnson in Portuguese Angola named Antonio and sold him to the Atlantic slave trade. Antonio bought by a colonist in Virginia and indentured servant Antonio worked for the merchant of Virginia company he received into Roman Catholic church. He sailed to Virginia in 1621 aboard James, the Virginia muster in 1624 lists his name as Antonio not given recorded as Negro in the notes column. Antonio. Yeah. Was he Just, black Italian? He, uh, I was a Portuguese slave traders. Uh, Oh, okay. Um, but he owned he 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 had his own slaves. Well, neither here nor there. You know, if someone could find me a, a a white a black a white Washington, it would make me uh, it would it would help me out a little. But I, I'm with you on that search, dude. I want to put our audience to work and see if we could find one because I, I I don't think that's that's uh we're gonna find one. I really don't. I'm with you. So uh, I want just really quick. Dude, we watched that video about the people that were either running for president or might end up in the presidential race on what they thought about Ukraine. Another important question, I think every single person who's running for, this should actually be across the board, um, this coming election, uh, whether it's Congress, whatever they're running for, but especially presidents, on their feeling of the current situation for January 6th defendants, how the prosecutions went, how the trials are going, and if they have any thoughts on what they would do if they became presidents on looking at some of these, not all, some, but most, some of these convictions and considering pardoning them. And I'm not talking about blanket pardons because there are people – with, there were people that caused violence, that hurt people, that destroyed property, and their sentences fit. I get it. It's fine. I'm not saying every single January 6th defendant should be pardoned because I truly believe there were people there that started some shit that were arrested. Maybe the, maybe the time didn't fit the crime like a lot of them. I mean, trespassing and in, interrupting an official proceeding and all that. Jimmy Brown should not be in jail. He's literally in jail because he blew the whistle on the FBI trying to get him to infiltrate the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. So right now, 100% right. I mean, right now, the only one I see making any mention of January 6th is Donald Trump. Donald Trump did say numerous times that he would 100% consider and pardoning and definitely be pardoning some. You know, I would imagine there would be a list. And, you know, it, it, I think that would be important question to uh, ask every single presidential candidate. Unfortunately, it will never be asked at a debate for that, that that are hosted by legacy media and i'm hoping if there is any debates that are hosted by say maybe newsmax or something like that that they have a debate that the question is posed on their feelings of the how the january 6th defendants are being treated uh and the sentencing uh you know uh, and, and and convictions and things like that um, I think it's important because we know most of them are convicted for bullshit. We know most of them never belonged in jail. Um, What's that? Do you think the Q shaman should be let out of jail? Hundred percent. He should be out of jail now. His sentence should be commuted, uh, uh, whatever they call it, commuted, and he should be fully pardoned. He should. 
He should be a member of the full pardon club, along with many others who deserve their pardons because they were politically persecuted and convicted in unfair Soviet-style trials. 100%. Um, listen, there's a lot of persecution going on. Like I was talking, I was at steak for breakfast today. I was talking to Christina Bob, and I asked her during the interview what she thought um, of, you know, uh, Donald Trump getting indicted if when it happens, if it, you know, would galvanize the base. And I also, you know, briefly spoke to her about her own. I mean, they, the FBI raided her home. Um, it took electric a, a while ago. And they are literally, she's done nothing wrong. She's an attorney for Trump's 2024 campaign. She's been with Trump for quite a while now. She was the lawyer that stood at the end of the driveway when they were raiding Mar-a-Lago that they would not let back on the property, who told them we are not turning off the video cameras um, to go, you know, F yourselves. They are looking for a reason to try to find, find a reason to prosecute her criminally based off this ridiculous Georgia election bullshit, which they're not going to find. Because there, there is no wrongdoing on her part, but this is just something. If you're, 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 you're involved and you, you're, you're putting yourself out there, and they don't like the narrative that you're pushing or that you're involved in, they're going to come after you and try to destroy your life, you know, financially and in every other way possible. Well, because that's they get you jammed up in court so they could put a, a gag order on you so you can't speak, you can't even talk about it, you can't even say anything about what the situation is anymore because you're in court and uh you're in in trial and this that and the other so they can slander you all you want and you can't even say a damn thing about it that's exactly what they did to roger stone during his trial he was ordered him and his wife they were ordered gagged they could not do any media they could not speak they had to go underground and not do anything while the mainstream media destroyed him while the lead juror was was uh, a bias towards him where the only the, the the judge the uh, Obama uh, judge uh, was was allowed to be unfair and he could not respond whatsoever. Those, those gag orders are are wild and if you if you break those gag orders by the judge, you will be held in contempt and be thrown in jail. And Without it, it's, you know, go ahead. No, it's, so so they but they'll continue these people. The, if they can't get you criminally, what they'll do is they'll just file frivolous lawsuits and they will try to drain you financially. So I use Roger Stone again because he had like 17 federal lawsuits. He got, I think, seven of them or, or six of them dismissed. I forget the exact number. And he's still fighting, I believe, 11 civil lawsuits from the federal government. I think one just got dismissed, another one. And he still has to pay thousands and thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to attorneys. And they have literally financially crippled him where he lived in a beautiful home in Florida. He had to sell it. Now he's in a modest condo. He's still, you know, his wife went through cancer to pay for her treatments. He's got to pay for this. He's got to pay for that. You know, lost insurance and cars and everything else. Exactly. For bullshit, exactly what they want. That's because because most most people the thing is most people are going to bend the knee. They're gonna be like, I don't want to give up my house. I don't want to give up my lifestyle. I don't want to give up this. And and this is why they do it because ninety nine point nine nine percent of people when they get pressured that hard they settle. They they take a settlement. They're like, all right, I'm done with this. I want to get back to my life. And and they they know this because they have endless amount of resources, endless amount of money that they can put on you. And this is exactly what's happening to our good friends 
Joey Lynn and Robert Maceros, who are coming in on a Friday with us on Freedom Friday. This is going to court. They're doing the exact same thing to them. They're putting so much pressure on them. They're trying to financially cripple them. So they literally can't survive. This is what they're trying to do. And uh, thankfully for so many great patriots that are helping them out uh, and they're getting a lot more coverage than they ever have been, uh, which I'm so happy to see. It's not just us and a few other small shows that are giving them the opportunity to share their stories. Some bigger platforms are now putting them on blast so everybody can hear because this is a straight up attack on our First Amendment, just like what we're seeing with Twitter. In the Twitter files, they're going after individual citizens. That, like, I, I'm not when I say Twitter is censoring regular people, we're talking about the Joey Lins and Roberts of this world, the Maceroses. Like, they're regular, average people. She homeschools her kids. They're they they live in Texas, very very quiet family, beautiful family, and they're just constantly attacking them because they happen to be on a truck that was right by the, the, the Biden bus where no one was really, really even on. And the bus was trying to run them off the road. Right. And they're, 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 they were fighting to hopefully get their case dismissed, but they were just told them well, again, freedom Friday, we're going to be having them on to give giving us an update and talking about all that and the attack of freedom of speech and the first amendment. They, they have just, uh, the judge said their case is not dismissed and it will be going to trial December of this year. It's a civil case. And they're, People are suing them for a boatload of money. I mean, you know, they're they're average middle class Americans. That's you know, you, you see these uh, I have one of the hats here. You know, Biden Biden is the worst. You know, this yep. is this is their like clothing line that they started. That you know, raising money to 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 to, to pay for um the their 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 lawsuits yep. and, and literally hundreds of thousands of dollars they have to spend. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. We're gonna get an update from them on Friday. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do want to dive into the Twitter files a little bit. But before we 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 dive into the Twitter files, I want to talk about something that's uh some really entertaining stuff, Alan. Have you seen uh the muggers in the juicy smoulier cl- uh, case? The guys that he hired, they oh, were they were interviewed recently. Have you, have you seen this? No, they weren't they like black brothers, African brothers, or something like that. Watch this. So we were like, damn, what do we do? We didn't have no way of contacting him. He had no way of contacting us. So we waited here for about, what, four, four minutes? It was about four minutes. Four minutes. Yeah, but it felt like forever. Because it was cold as balls. So I saw him out the corner of my eye, and I was like, okay, that's him. Let's go. We gotta go get this empire. Yeah. Wait, is this really them? No. As we crossed the street, we Uh-oh. said, hey, to get his attention. Hey, Nick. Hey. He turned around, looked at us. And that's when we started yelling uh, the famous slurs he wanted us to yell. Hey, aren't you that empire? Hey, empire fat Nick. Oh and then he said, what did you say to me? And then that's when I threw the first punch at him. I held the blow because I didn't want to hurt him, of course. So I made it look real, but I held it. Then we started tussling, moving, moving around. And then I threw him to the ground. He wanted it to look like he fought back. That was very important for him. TV hey, hey, don't just beat my ass. Make it look like I'm fighting back and whatnot. So we did that. 
and then I threw him to the ground. And while after I threw him to the ground, I he had no bruise. I wanted it to look more real. So then I threw him to the ground. After I threw him to the ground, I used my knuckle and gave him a nookie. And I gave him a nookie. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. First of all, this is on Fox Nation that they're doing this, the interview? Yeah. They got these guys to give an interview and reenact the fake beating they gave Juicy Smollett that he did. So, oh. It's amazing. They were, before, the, before this I, this came in, I have a, I have a longer version. I, I didn't realize this one was cut off as much as it was. Just what we've seen. You guys, it, It's... In the beginning, they're like, yeah, he told us to meet here at 2 o'clock sharp. We got there at 2 o'clock sharp. We left our phones on his request. And he's like, he's like, we don't, he never told us why he, to leave your phones. But, you know, looking back on it, you know, we can kind of guess why he told us to leave our phones. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it was cold as balls. Cold, it was cold as balls out there. Like, this is what we're dealing with. <laughs> And, and the funny thing is, Alan, going back to what we were talking about earlier, yeah. they look at look at how they tried to shape the narrative with mm-hmm. this story. Go back to how they tried to shape the narrative. They're doing this with the Ukraine situation. They're doing this with the banks. They're doing this with uh, a- a- everything that we're seeing going on. They're shaping the narrative a certain way. So these idiots who believe this nonsense story, because this is what happened, ladies and gentlemen, they just reenact what they were told to do by Juicy Smoulier on TV. Like the most didn't, ridiculous. It was like you said, it was a mad TV skit. Didn't Kamala Harris like commend and call Juicy Smollett like a, a hero or some yeah. bullshit? Like we we yeah. stand with you with him and blah blah blah. And yes. Oh, that's great. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. <laughs> another so- another another equity hire. Another clown world. Another clown world example uh, of what what is going on. But the Twitter files, I, I, I find fascinating, Alan. I, I, I really do. Because, again, these are things we, – we've been talking about all of these things for the longest time. The January 6th stuff, like we talked about how they were walking through velvet ropes and they were being peaceful and they weren't violent at all. They were actually you know, just observing on their cell phones while they were all saying it, they were violent insurrectionists. We were saying the complete opposite, and we've been since vindicated. Those videos that they censored as soon as everything happened are now being broadcast all over the place, yeah. uh, walking through the velvet ropes, like the, the video of Jonathan Stewart uh, and the CNN reporter that we've talked about over and over again. That's now being talked about again. Like, why isn't this being talked about? Ray Epps is being talked about on a main, more mainstream platform it it, 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 it's something that we have been talking about for a long time we were right about the entire time this is another one of those situations the twitter files we've been constantly saying how censored how shadow banned how how much they try to silence our voice and and uh make sure that what we're trying the truth that we've been saying the entire time about the january 6th about the china virus because the fauci files is, is coming out and there's a lot of evidence towards that the cdc the head of cdc robert redford is out here like yeah there's so much evidence like, oh, like- the, the, the same director of the cdc that dr fauci that, that that they didn't have him involved on any of the phone calls the the, the, the then director of cdc In a recent Energy and Commerce Oversight hearing, I asked the NIH acting director about the NIH's gross negligence in monitoring the EcoHealth Alliance grant and subgrant to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. 
He admitted that we might not have had all of the information and research reports from WIV and EcoHealth. He insisted, however, that he was sure that the coronavirus research at WIV was completely unrelated to SARS-CoV-2. With the information we know and the fact that China deleted data and asked NIH to delete data, do you believe that we can have certainty that the virus did not come from the Wuhan lab and that U.S. funding was not used for COVID-19 related research? Yeah, absolutely, we can't do that. I will say, if you go back and look, it's declassified now, and I'm sure you all have your classified briefings, but the declassified information now, in September of 2019, three things happened in that lab. One is they deleted the sequences. Was highly irregular. So researchers don't usually like to do that. Oh. Second thing they did was they changed the command and control of the lab from the civilian control to the military control. Highly unusual, and I've been involved in dual-use labs when I was in the military. And the third thing they did, which I think is really telling, is they let a contractor redo the ventilation system in that laboratory. So I think clearly there was strong evidence that there was a significant event that happened in that laboratory in September. It's now been declassified. You can read it. I'm sure there's more classified information around it. He's, he's flat out telling you that they were involved in the lab, the lab leak. He's yeah. flat out telling you this information. Um, it, it's right in front of our face, and he's the former director of the CDC. And he was part of the lie. He he took part in it. And pe he, people forget. And he's, you know, maybe telling us the truth right now. But, but they also know. kept him out of a lot of things. This is true. This is true. The things that Dr. Fauci could have said, hey, he's the director of the CDC. He needs to be on it. And even Dr. Fauci was like, well, I had no involvement in whatever phone calls that he wasn't privy to. Yeah, but you were who you were in the position you were in, you could have said, hey, guys, we got to pump the brakes. We need the director of the CDC in here. But they didn't because he was a Trump appointee and they didn't want a Trump appointee really heavily involved in what was going on because, you know, that could be a threat to the big leak. Well, Fauci's even Fauci's doubling down on the lab leak theory. He's like, oh, well, it's not really conclusive and we had no involvement. He was on with CNN. And on this theory of a lab leak, I, you know, I've been wondering this. Do we have any idea how that would even work? Um, have you heard any accounts as to how that might have happened? Is there yeah. speculation well, there, in the yeah. scientific community as to how that happened? Yeah, there, there, there's a good, that, that's a very good question, Jim. So very one of the question, things that Jim. people maybe sisters. don't fully appreciate that all of the intelligence agencies agree all unanimously that unanimous. this was not engineered Namely, they didn't deliberately do this to make a bioweapon. Everybody agrees with that. No matter what your prior thoughts were, everybody agrees with that. Just a like they agreed that it wasn't from a lab. That someone was out in the wild, maybe looking for different types of viruses and bats, got infected, went into a lab, and was being studied in the lab, and then oh. came out of the lab. But if that's the definition of a lab leak, Jim, so that's then happened, that still Dr. is a natural occurrence. The other possibility is someone takes a virus from the environment that doesn't actually spread very well in humans and manipulates it a bit and accidentally it escapes or accidentally infects someone and then you get an outbreak. Those are the 
possibilities when you're talking about lab leaks. But are, are there any accounts of that occurring where <laughs> one might say, okay, well, there, there we go. Perhaps this is it. This is what happened. No. That you're aware of. In fact, th there are no lab leaks that have led to pandemics. So there have been accidents in the lab that happens intermittently. So, so how did this We've had experiences there? with that in modern times recently, but there have never been a situation where a virus escaped from a lab that's a brand new virus that no one has ever seen before that led to a pandemic. That has not happened. There is nothing this guy says that I can even I can even remotely just take him serious. The guy is a paid liar. He has been for the longest time. He literally said it's a possibility. This is literally what he said in CNN. It's a possibility that a, that a scientist got bit by a bat and got a bat, <laughs> a bat coronavirus and went into the lab and infected everybody else and it leaked out that way. And that would still be a natural occurrence, he says. Like, this is literally what he's telling the American people. And be, like... <laughs> It, it hurts my brain, Alan. I like, it, like I am not a scientist, but like, are you fucking kidding me? This is what this is what they're trying to get by with the, the story that they're telling. Yeah. Again, again, I find it very weird, very weird that Democrats and Republicans have agreed unanimously into looking into the origins. Yeah, four hundred and nineteen. It was. It was. It was something that we never see. Like, why now all of a sudden we vote on something unanimously? And 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 I float I floated the idea out. Uh, on I, I might have been uh, uh, I don't know remember where I did, but I floated the idea out. I might have been with Garrett last week that uh, it's 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 very possible. It's very possible that we're you know things are really blowing up in their face with with Dr. Fauci with the, the China virus situation now with the Twitter files now with the banks like there's a lot of things going on that are not good for the global establishment um, and good for the American people as far as public public knowledge and public awareness and uh, you have the uh, Ukraine biolabs out in Ukraine and we're literally on the brink of a war with Ukraine and it's very possible that one of the, the pieces of ammunition that Russia might use is exposing that it's really Ukraine uh, that the lab was created and they they tried to pin it on China. It's it's, it's, it's very possible. This is why they're all unanimously voting now wow. to try to get ahead of the story so then they can say Putin man bad. This is misinformation. We all looked into it already. And I don't know. I don't know. I it, it's listen. It could be anything possible. Me personally, I think anything, Alan. Well, anything. Me. Well, here's the thing. It's a vote. It's very well known and established that the American people want answers of the origin of COVID. Whether when it's did they ever cared about what the American people listen, wanted. But listen, ever. But they don't. But there's no. There's no legitimate reason for anyone to vote against that because <clears throat> it doesn't hurt anybody to all agree. It makes people think because it's the moment, let's say Democrats vote against, vote against it. They're going to be held accountable to their constituents in their districts and they don't want the question of, well, why did you vote 
not to agree on investigating the origin of COVID and everything behind it, where now they can go back and say, well, no, I voted for that in this bipartisan uh, issue. So they're safe on that issue because now they have to tread lightly on issues with, with everything that's going on, even Democrats to their constituents. So I truly believe that they were just told by Hakeem Jeffries, you know, to, you know, uh, just, just vote. Yes. Because it will save you in the long run run in, in your district or being questioned by the press when you do media on why you voted against investigating the origins of COVID. That's definitely a possibility, but I, I, I think, you know, there's, there's more to it. There's, I, I really do. I think that they never get along. I, 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 I think it's way bigger than just it's not a matter of getting along. It's just a matter of, of, of covering their asses politically. And that's optics. And, and it's, I don't think that I, I really don't think they give a shit about optics. Like they're still parading Eric Swalwell out there. Like he's some important congressman. And the fact that he's getting removed from the intelligence committee is a bit, this, this big fucking deal. And okay. in, in reality, he's banging a Chinese spy Fang Fang for five plus years and had no business being on the intelligence committee to begin with because of that, he should have been removed instantly, but they're making this huge big deal about it. they don't care about optics they don't give a shit and that's why i think there's something more to it that they're they're all agreeing on this i, I just find it very odd if there was if there was a mix of people and there wasn't everybody i it, it would be more believable they'd never agree on anything like ever but again it's not a matter of agreeing it's a matter of vulnerability on the next election because now all these people uh, had to, I think, uh, I think it passed already that that's a fight or it's coming up. I think it's actually tomorrow, maybe the 15th. We, I think it's tomorrow that they have to file their paperwork in order if they're going to declare they're running again in 2024. I believe tomorrow's the deadline for the FEC, whatever. So with that, this is what they, they are focused. The Democrats are laser focused mm -hmm. as usual, because they are now the minority to gain the majority again in the House in 2024. And if this is one issue they can avoid for every single Democrat in their home district to answer for, this is one positive. Well, look, our Democratic congressman voted to investigate the origins of COVID. Sometimes it's sometimes the, the answer, sometimes not often at all, but sometimes it's just really as simple as that. And that's, they don't agree. I don't agree. I'm sure there are Democrats that would say we don't care. We don't want to investigate where the where the COVID origin is. But it's it's that it's just it's just one of those things, and that it happens. It happens uh, very rarely, Alan. Very, very rarely, yeah. Very, very rarely. Uh, just because they voted, just because they voted, yes, does not mean they agree to it. Again, well, it happens, but but. Sometimes they they agree to it and they vote no, uh, just because they they're trying to draw the line and they they don't want to vote. If they vote no on this, they're vulnerable to the questions, the public questions of why. And the bigger game is to gain the majority back in 2024. And if it pisses off enough people, because there are a lot of Democrats voters that are pissed off about what happened with COVID, COVID, and and the 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 mandates. 
and the yeah. non-accountability. Oh, Lord Farquaad's like, yeah, maybe we did some wrong things. Maybe in hindsight, we shouldn't have blocked people from getting seeds, even though it was February in Michigan. Uh, we probably shouldn't have done that. So, I mean, literally, it just might be they're, they're just trying to, because they know there are going to be fires that have to be put out. This is not a fire that they should have to struggle with. Everybody just vote along. Yes, we want to investigate where the, the origin of COVID is because we don't trust our adversaries or whatever, whatever else it is, just just to keep that just to keep that fire at bay. It's not a fire they have to worry about putting out in their it's, districts. It's 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 definitely a possibility and it's definitely something that 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 could happen. Uh, but we don't have much time, so I do want to touch on some of the Twitter files a little bit. Um, it, it is really, really interesting to see what's going on in Congress and, and how Jim Jordan, the chairman, is is handling this and the minor, minority leader chair, uh, what's her name, uh, Stacey Plaskett or whatever her name is, Yeah, is just looking like a fool over and over and over again. Uh she she continues to ask Matt Talaby uh, who her source who 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 gave him the emails, which is a- asking who his source is, and she's like, I'm not asking for the source. Right. Um, and well, you kind of are. Matt Matt Talaby, his opening statements shut down basically any attack that they have on him. Like he he openly admits he's a left-leaning liberal he's oh, which, a, which by the way hold on they also she they were also ridiculed and accused of not being real journalists well that's that's a, that's exactly what he combats he's like listen i won awards like so here's what he has to say in his opening statement chairman jordan ranking member plaskett members of the select committee thank you for having me today my name is matt taibbi i've been a reporter for 30 years uh, and a staunch advocate of the first amendment much of that time was spent at rolling stone magazine Ranking member Plaskett, um, I'm not a so-called journalist. Uh, I've won the National Magazine Award, the I.F. Stone Award for Independent Journalism, and I've written 10 books, including four New York Times, New York Times bestsellers. Uh, I'm now the editor of the online magazine Racket on the independent platform Substack. I'm here today because of a series of events that began late last year when I received a note from a source online. It read, are you interested in doing a deep dive into what censorship and manipulation was going on at Twitter? A week later, the first of what became known as the Twitter Files reports came out. To say these attracted intense public interest would be an understatement. My computer looked like a Vegas slot machine uh, as the, just the first tweet about the blockage of the Hunter Biden laptop story registered 143 million impressions and 30 million engagements. But it wasn't until a week after the first report, after Michael Schellenberger, Barry Weiss, and other That's researchers joined the search of the files, that we started to grasp the significance of this story. The original promise of the internet was that it might democratize the exchange of information globally. A free internet would overwhelm all attempts to control information flow, its very existence a threat to anti-democratic forms of government everywhere. What we found in the files was a sweeping effort to reverse that promise and use machine learning and other tools to turn the internet into an instrument of censorship and social control. Unfortunately, our own government appears to be playing a lead role. A lead role. We saw the first hints in communications between Twitter executives before the 2020 election. When we read things like flagged by DHS or please see attached report from FBI for potential misinformation. This would be attached to an Excel spreadsheet with a long list of names whose accounts were often suspended shortly after. Again, Ranking Member Plaskett, I would note that the evidence of Twitter government relationship includes lists of tens of thousands of names on both the left and right. The people affected include Trump supporters, but also left-leaning sites like Consortium and Truthout, 
the leftist South American channel Telesur, the Yellow Vest movement, that in fact is a key point of the Twitter files, that it's neither a left nor right issue. Following the trail of communications between Twitter and the federal government across, tens of thousands of emails led to a series of revelations. Mr. Chairman, we summarized and submitted them to the committee in the form of a new Twitter files thread, which was also released to the public this morning. We learned Twitter, Facebook, Google, and other companies developed a formal system for taking in moderation requests from every corner of government, from the FBI, the DHS, the HHS, DOD, the Global Engagement Center at State, even the CIA. For every government agency scanning Twitter, there were perhaps 20 quasi-private entities doing the same thing, including Stanford's Election Integrity Partnership, NewsGuard, the Global Disinformation Index, and many others, many taxpayer-funded. A focus of this fast-growing network, as Mike noted, is making lists of people whose opinions, beliefs, associations, or sympathies are deemed misinformation, disinformation, or malinformation. Us. That last term is just a euphemism for true but inconvenient. Undeniably, the making of such lists is a form of digital McCarthyism. Ordinary Americans are not just being reported to Twitter for deamplification or deplatforming, but the firms like PayPal, digital advertisers like Xander, and crowdfunding sites like GoFundMe. These companies can and do refuse service to law-abiding people and, and businesses whose only crime is falling afoul of a distant, baseless, unaccountable, algorithmic judge. As someone who grew up a traditional ACLU liberal, this mechanism for punishment and deprivation without due process is horrifying. Another troubling aspect is the role of the press, which should be the people's last line of defense in such cases. But instead of investigating these groups, journalists partnered with them. If Twitter yep. declined to remove an account right away, government agencies and NGOs would call reporters for the New York Times, Washington Post, and other outlets. Media matters. Who in turn would call Twitter, demanding to know why action had not yet been taken. Effectively, news media became an arm of a state-sponsored thought policing system. I'm running out of time, so I'll just sum up and say... Um, it's just not possible to instantly arrive at truth. It is, it is however, possible becoming uh, technologically uh, possible to instantly define and enforce a political consensus online, which I believe is what we're looking at. This is a grave threat to people of all political persuasions. Uh, the First Amendment and American population accustomed to the right to speak is the best defense left against the censorship industrial complex. If the latter can knock over our first and most important constitutional guarantee, these groups will have no serious opponent left anywhere. If there's anything the Twitter files show, it's that we're in danger of losing this most precious right without which all democratic rights are impossible. Thank you for the opportunity to appear and I'd be happy to answer any questions from the committee. Yeah. So-called so called journalist. My question is, who is not a journalist? <laughs> yeah, what, what, is there an, an official designation to call yourself a journalist, because there are many citizen journalists out there, independent journalists that break some tremendous stories. And the problem is with these people in Congress and, and, and people in the legacy media is they don't want to acknowledge them because our our press does not support a free press unless the information is coming from their legacy media outlets that they're from. So they can, then they can't shape the narrative. Right. So between the Twitter files and then people reporting on COVID and people reporting on East Palestine on their own that are breaking unbelievable uh, stories with information that we would have never seen from the legacy media, which is why decentralized media, it's so important to support decentralized media, independent journalists and shows and podcasts and, 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 and citizen journalists. Every single person is a citizen journalist. Look how James O'Keefe started. 
what designates him as a journalist? He's ridiculed for not being a real journalist and with and, and doing deceptive reporting because he's not a member of the legacy media. And this is all because now they want to they listen. That there are people out there that want to pass legislation for censorship and that are calling for censorship and boycotts. It's you can call it the the they want to build the censorship industrial complex and literally fund with our taxpayer money ways to censor people who are not members of the legacy media outlets. It's wild. It, it, it's absolutely insane, but it's even crazier to think that it's taking this much for people for for congress to do it in an actual investigation like we have a very known like if you go and look at matt taibbi's articles for the rolling stone they were all orange man bad articles they were all like i hate donald trump he's a terrible president he's got small hands like they were constant attacks on donald trump and it's so funny because we talked about when elon gave the files to him right we were saying how i think that was a strategical move so when this point does happen they cannot attack the fact that uh, he's a right-wing extremist. Like they, they want to call him a right-wing extremist so bad they can't. So what they're, what are, what are they doing? They're attacking. They're saying he's a so-called journalist. They're not even crediting him as being a journalist. They're trying to completely discredit him as a journalist. And look at what state. So after she gets absolutely destroyed about asking who the source is, like you're asking for the source, she goes, she goes on the news and gives her side of the story. I am very uh, now of the mind frame that this is really a political stunt. Oh, political stunt. And others (laughs) that he is getting uh, from those on the right, from others in the Republican Party who want this to be Benghazi 2.0. They want this to be something that can be used. She's thinking that on her own. Administration. Uh, for example, we're discussing Twitter in the last one. I thought we had already gone through a hearing with Twitter and the Oversight Committee, but the Weaponization Committee looked at it. And the things that they were, you know, first of all, you have a journalist who put out a report that say that the emails that they have viewed are in fact the smoking gun that the federal government is looking at this. Well, let's just take that in context. First of all, they admitted to us that there were hundreds of thousands of emails that they saw, and they focus only on 300. Uh, And so we believe that that's out of context. Second of all, they were talking about having paid um, Twitter. FBI pays all social media uh, platforms because they know at different points they're going to have to get data collection for them. And why would they need data collection from individuals that they know they're going to have to need when they need to get information fast from neo-Nazis, white supremacists. So they're not having that. For the neo-Nazis, white supremacists. For us, Alan, it's for us. Jordan is trying to do something else. Additionally, they want to talk about uh, the Federal Trade Commission that is looking at Twitter. The Federal Trade Commission entered into consent decree with Twitter long before Elon you can dress up a dumb twat, but in the end, they're still a dumb twat. Why are these reporters so interested? She's from the U.S. In Virgin Islands, like Elon Musk, uh, and so that becomes problematic because Shut Twitter only represents seven percent of individuals who are Have so many much more important. It's I can't with this bitch anymore. I can't. It's 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 comical. Like, so, so, so this is a ploy. The Twitter files are a ploy and a political stunt 
from the extreme right, from the MAGA right, rooted in white supremacy and neo-Nazism yep. to, to, I mean, come on. And yeah, why does the, why does the FBI have to pay social media platforms? Oh, for, 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 I mean, come on, really? It's right. It's right in your face. And they're, they're censoring average Americans. Like when media matters is writing articles, a, a major, major publication that's connected to all these legacy medias are writing articles to get us removed from platforms. What are we talking about? Like, like the, the, it's the craziest thing in the world. They're so scared of people like Alan and I. They're scared of people that are listening to this show that that are sharing sharing our show far and wide. That are watching the Steaks for Breakfast show. They're they're, they're scared of these uh, independent journalists who have been dead on accurate about c- the current events and what's going on. That are now all we've been literally reporting on all of this for months and months and months, Alan. And now it's mainstream. And I never consider I, – so I, I always went into podcasting as I'm not a journalist. I'm not a news anchor. I'm not a news actor. I'm not any type of journalist or media personality. I'm literally a regular American. I like to talk about shit that's going on and encourage people to think for themselves and do their own research. So like – and I've been, I've been, I've been ridiculed and, and called like, oh, what are you, like a wannabe reporter? No, I don't want to be – I don't want to be a reporter. I don't want to be a journalist. I just want to talk about the shit that's going on and hold people accountable publicly for lying to us as American people and wanting to just tread and trample on our constitutional rights and, and freedoms like that. That's it. Like, and and there are people that want to call themselves citizen journalists and that's fine. And they're out there asking the questions, doing, doing actual reporting. They're the journalists. I'm not doing any journalisming behind a microphone. I'm just speaking about all the shit that's going on based off the journalisming that everyone else is doing or not doing, doing good and doing shitty. Yeah. You're not seeing Alan and I breaking any reports. That's never going to happen. Uh, we're commentating on the breaking reports and we're giving our opinions. And and like Alan said, encouraging people to think for themselves. Like the whole purpose of the show is to, you know, hear us crazy assholes, be like, yo, what are these, these nut jobs talking about? Let me look into this. George Washington is black. What? The, the bottom line is I'm not here to break stories. I'm here to break balls. <laughs> That's it. But, Back, back, back to the point. Back to the point. Uh, we, we had a point. I didn't even realize it. We never have a point. Alan. We're just <laughs> shut the fuck up. Play that one already. Stupid. You can never play that enough, Alan. It's the greatest. The greatest. But no, there's Marty Girl. Um. Yeah, see, but, she uh, even got fucking tired of the button. She she got tired of the button. She can't hear nothing. She's wobbling around. She's trying to walk. She can't even do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's 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 wild to see all these things because there's things going on in the Twitter files that uh, are giving more detail to what we were covering because uh, there it was a lot of speculation when we were covering. We just saw it from our analytics. We saw it from what was going on 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 in our world. People getting banned and and removed from platform, etc. We didn't actually see uh the the detail of the censorship and they're really showing a, a great a, a lot of the the detail that we we wanted to see and we want we want the american public to see right 
very disturbing because what they're doing when they're putting these labels on there is they're actually also dis trying to discredit you. Yep. So it's not just uh, it's a form of censorship, but it's also a, a disinformation campaign. And I think what Matt says is really important to understand. I mean, we went from you go from a, a situation where we were fighting ISIS recruiting and then it was Russian disinformation. And now they're in a situation where they're wanting to censor true information, accurate facts. True information. They're worried that people might behave in ways that they don't want them to. That involves mind reading at a level that is grossly inappropriate. I mean, I, I worry even about making this defense because let's remember the First Amendment protects our right to be wrong. Mm -hmm. It protects our right to lie. I mean, it's bizarre to me that we would need to make a defense of the First Amendment and remind people that we have a right to be wrong. And being wrong, as Matt was explaining, is a big part of being a human being yep. and having a democracy. So this is disturbing and chilling, and you're absolutely right to be outraged by it. There needs to be a full truth and reconciliation that I hope everybody would appreciate um, having on this issue because a lot of bad behavior has come out about what they've done. Absolutely. So, Alan, when he talks about this, they do this to discredit you. They put this misinformation. This is what they use the fact checkers for. This is what they did all went, went to great detail to censor. Like he said, true information, factual information. They do this to discredit you. Uh -huh. Go to my Instagram. Go to We the People Radio uh, on Instagram and go scroll past the twenty or twenty or so promotions for the show because I stopped posting on that on that that uh, page because I'm so censored and shadow banned that less than hundred people. But if you're listening, go to We the People Radio. It's still there and and look at the posts below that. Every single post has a censorship post and it's the same exact censor, uh, fact check, even though like the black flag has the, oh, it's the Nancy Pelosi didn't uh, film her when she was filming herself during January 6th. Right. Uh, they do this on purpose. They don't care what the fact check is. They don't care if it's right or wrong. They, they, they know the evidence that they're covering up is factual and true yet. They do it anyway. It's all to discredit you. And they do this on purpose, Alan. They, yeah. they, 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 they've gotten to the point where they know that we're not going to go away. We're not going to shut up there. They can ban us. They can delete us. We're still going to come back and we're going to come back stronger. So they need to figure out another way. And they censored us in such a way that our reach was so so hard to get to, to, to get anywhere yeah and we're yeah. seeing it play out right in front of our faces alan right in front of our faces yeah it, it's it, it's 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 quite ridiculous so i it's there's, there's a lot more that we could cover on on the twitter files but we had a lot to cover today alan and uh we'll we'll be back on friday with the maceroses we're, we're gonna be talking with them and get an update on their case I'm, I'm very excited to have them back on the show we'll be back again on tuesday i'm sure we'll pick up with some more information we'll have a whole month's worth of news to cover on tuesday yeah. because of how the news cycle is going oh you um, know you know who randomly followed me on twitter the other day i think on on friday John Cena, yeah. the, the the China apologist himself. It was very weird. I thought it was a joke, and I'm like, because I don't follow him. I can't stand him. I despise his acting. I despise his politics, and just ever since are you he was a wrestling done. guy. Huh? Are you, are no, you, no, 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 I'm not. You don't like you don't like you don't like the man's the, I, the, like, the I like man's the soap opera. No, I liked the WWF back in the day when you had like the Iron Sheik and Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy oh, and the Earthquake you, and the original you, Undertaker. You watch, dude, I do. I watch all that shit, dude. Yeah, I, I, 
Paramount or it's on uh, Peacock. I, I, I watch all the old WWF and WCW shit back in the day. That's my favorite, my, my, my favorite match was the Hulk Hogan, King Kong Bundy cage match. That was like my favorite, you know, the macho man and all them. But anyway, yeah. So I'm like, why the hell? It can't be, it can't, and it was his real account. Like, why is he his account following me? But then I'm looking at it like yeah. he has like almost 15 million followers, but the guy's like following like a half a million people. So I can't understand like what his what his time. Yeah, that, I looked at that as well. Yeah. Um, but Alan, you know, maybe it's another guy that you're gonna put a cap in your feather or feather in your cap as far as who you're handling. He's a deep state operative that works for China, it's and. True. Uh, Alan's probably going to be handling John Cena soon, and and uh, he's going. I am, to- I am I am a CIA operative, so yep. I'm going to have to reach out and get him on the uh, on the on the handling uh, <laughs> under under my thumb. <laughs> oh my goodness! So yeah, we'll be back on Friday with the Maceros. Tune in, same bad time, same bad channel, eight thirty Eastern. Alan and I will be back with Joey Lynn and Robert Maceros to get an update on their court case. We're very excited to have them back. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk, we'll, we'll do a little gang banging on the government. Like we like to say, um, but then we'll be back Tuesday as well. Uh, actually me and me, are you doing some solo shows? You've been doing a couple solo shows. Yeah, I might do a show tomorrow. I'm not Thursday, Thursday. I'm actually going, I'm, I'm doing a, uh, I'm going, I've been re- cigars and bananas. Yeah. I've been, uh, yeah, um, some cigar podcasts have been reaching out to me to to get me to go on and talk about the brand and stuff and cigars. So I think I'm doing that Thursday on on somebody's show. I don't even know who it is, but um, other than that, we'll be back Friday definitely though. I'll be on uh, tomorrow with Winning Wednesday, and I'm actually going to be on Brighton tomorrow uh, with Ohio Brett. I'm going to be uh, on the Brighton channel. Uh, what is again. the Brighton channel? It's a uh, uh, like a actual real channel like it's not like it's an internet tv but it's like a real channel it's weird they have producers and everything uh, oh ohio brett i feel oh, I, I i know that name he reached out to me like last year and i feel bad like i think i completely blew him off oh he's a good guy he's a really good guy uh i i i, I had him on the show when i did my first ever event in uh the patriot voice with uh q john he was a really good guy. Then I ran into him at a couple other events. Uh, real solid dude. Uh, love Ohio. Brett. I'm going to be on with him tomorrow on Brighton, 4.30 Eastern, I believe, on Brighton TV, a live show. So that's where do you cool. find Brighton TV? Like, where do you find that? I think it's on Brighton.tv or something like that. Like, it's, like it's just internet-based television? It's not like on the, on the old Roku or anything? There's a lot of big names on there. There's a lot of big channels, uh, big shows on there. Uh I, I don't know much about it, but uh, I know Ohio Brett, and he was a good dude, so I'm going to go on his show nice. and do a little gang banging on the government, probably drop some some Patriot cigars and uh, and 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 go that route. It's going to be fun, so tune in. I, I think I got a 15-minute slot with him. And, uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So tune in on Friday. Come hang out with us on Winning Wednesday where we talk positivity, where it's not really positive. We're still kind of low-key gang banging. <laughs> On the government, we still haven't removed it from YouTube yet. No, well, we're we're very careful, dude. We're not. We're 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 it, we tiptoe. We really, really tiptoe on the conversations that we talk about. Uh, <laughs> really tiptoe, uh, but sometimes we get a little a little overboard. But very rarely, very rarely. Nice. Uh, so, you gotta come on, and hang out with us, dude. You gotta come and hang out with us. It's fun. I time. will one 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 Wednesday. I will. I will. We, we gotta come and hang out with us on a winning Wednesday. Shout out to our 
with my page cigars, Kush creams, and serious CBD. Come and hang out on Friday. Until next time, guys, where we go one, we go all. See ya. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, lie, lie. And then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever's necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. 
And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company, and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family, instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much, and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement, and we will take back this country for you, and we will make America great again.